Welcome to another great uh, LTS show. Uh, I am your host, Bodkins. It is a great Monday evening. Uh, fully packed show for you uh, tonight. <clears throat> uh, the first hour, we hope to have uh, Jim Berenger on. And he was live at the Stadium Series covering all the hockey this past weekend. Can't wait to talk to him about that. Uh, and in the second hour... Uh, we got uh, the one and only uh, Jonathan Grisham joining us. Uh, talk a little uh, American League West baseball. That's right. We're going to start breaking down the baseball divisions, folks, uh, with Jonathan every Monday night. And then um, so tune in tonight it is AL West. Uh, next week will be NL West and so forth and so forth. Uh, so baseball season is heating up. So uh, we'll get all his insights. Kind of we'll kind of each pick the division. Um, you know where each team's going to last and uh, preview a little, just a little glimpse of each team. Uh, you know what we think is is going to happen for each team. So nonetheless, um, you know, uh, but yeah, weekend in sports, not too, uh, you know, not too crazy. Enjoyed UFC 298 on Saturday. That was a great show, a great uh, show. And then last night we had the dog shit that is the uh, NBA All-Star Game. Uh, so, I mean, Jesus, yeah, that thing. I mean, you think the NFL Pro Bowl is bad? And uh, rightfully so, we all complain about it, but the all-star game, uh, it, it's just, I mean, it's absolute dog shit. I mean, there's 200 points scored. That means there's no defense played. I mean, guys just, they, you can tell that they don't care. Why are they even playing this thing? Uh, you got a lot of the old heads saying they need to, you know, change it. Uh, a lot of the media says they need to change it. They need to, you know, uh, do something, incentivize these guys to play, um, but that's about the only thing going on sports. So, uh, to help us talk about how shitty the fucking all-star game was, uh, we'll bring all the guys in nonetheless, uh, host of Charmin and Continental, uh, show that just, uh, wrapped up, uh, on the LTS network. None of the Mr. Yankee Finn, Johnny Cruz. No, that's, that's not Johnny Cruz. That's, uh, Mr. First down. I'm sorry. Uh, you, you, you mentioned, uh, Charmin and Cottonell. So I, <laughs> I thought, thought of Sam right away. Uh, <laughs> but no, what's going on? <laughs> Johnny, um, how was the weekend? It, it was good, man. It was, it was low key. It was raining down here in Florida all weekend. Um, so it was just a chill at home kind of started watching Reacher, which is actually a really good show. Um, so I'm enjoying that, and um, I did not even waste a, a second of my time on that piece of crap uh, NBA All Star game. Um, the fact that you mentioned there that they, you know, people are saying that they need to incentivize, like these guys are making so much money already, like they they have no desire to play any kind of defense. And I know that that there wasn't as much defense played back in the day, but there was at least in the fourth quarter. Yeah, like, at least in the fourth quarter, you, know the game, like, you, you the can see where the, the competitive juices started flowing. Like these guys, like they just, like there's no, like for them to score, what was it, like 211, that's just, that's embarrassing, bro. It's just ridiculous, bro. I don't even yeah. know why they play it. 
I, I don't get it. Just hey, announce the All Stars and and then just go about our business and have a week right. off. And, and why why do you need ten days off or some shit? Like that's crazy too, bro. They get four days off before the the All Star game, and then you get four days off after it too. Like you really need uh, a week, you know, ten day break in the middle of your season. Come on, man, that's that's crazy too, bro. But yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll go ahead and bring in uh, Mr. First Down, Sam. Sam, happy, what's up, uh, man? How's very, the weekend? Uh, happy President's Day. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, sure, sure. Me, I have a cold and I'm fighting it. But, no, I'm making it. Yeah, yeah. that All-Star game sucked. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I didn't even turn it on or whatnot. I, I was like, should I be watching this as a new NBA fan? And then I looked at Twitter and no. I was like, I don't have to watch this. That's okay. No, no, no. It's atrocious. It's atrocious. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's not actual basketball, bro. It's just, it's just guys out on the court, just you know, just. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could find. I watched an old clip of Kobe Bryant. And he kind of said it. He's like, you can find guys playing a more competitive game at the YMCA yes. than you can yes. at the All Star break. Yeah, facts. No, I, I get it. I get it. Um, uh, yeah, no, Ben and I, instead, you were watching Reacher. Ben and I were watching the classic Gone in 60 Seconds. And, ah, uh, Eleanor. Nice. It's April, Will. Yes. I love that movie. Yeah. Yes. I mean, any movie with Nick Cage, you know what I mean? Is And, and, uh, and you throw an, Angelina Jolie in there? <laughs> Who? Uh, and Angelina Jolie. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Back, back when she wasn't plastic, but yeah. 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 Uh, and Bill Paxton, not Bill Paxton. Uh, what's that guy's name? He's in uh, Armageddon. He's in. Um, yeah. uh, I know Giovanni. Giovanni. Yeah, Giovanni Rispi is his brother, his little right. brother. But uh, At- he plays Atley, and then he plays oh. like Bruce Willis. Uh, Will, Will, Will Patton. Will Patton. Yeah. Will Patton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say Bill Paxton. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Nah, nah. Bill Patton. Like, Am yeah, I no, tripping? No. He was, I don't remember being in that. Hey, hey, listen, that guy has the, yeah. the most epic line in every football movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> you blitz all night. Yeah. 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 Get you all fired up. We'll remember, remember the Titans. Uh, we'll go ahead and bring in our own Hall of Famer and get his uh, thoughts. Yeah. He's seen about every all-star game there is. Uh, it's him and Dr. James Naismith invented the game of basketball. None that of them. Uh, last night was a Doc Rivers special game last night. No defense. <laughs> just go play. I think to me, baseball's got the best because you can't half-ass it. I've said that before. Right, and right. Then yep. Every time it's like – even the um, – I didn't watch much of the skills challenge, but somebody, I think uh, Bo Talks Football said, somebody uh, on the skills channel uh, even said they did everything left-handed. Like, weren't even really trying in the skills. At least, like, you could get some of that. Yeah, the players are like, how are we going to enjoy this? What are we going to do? This is what the players are like right now. Uh, You know, the Steph Steph Sabrina thing was pretty good. Yeah, that's the only only part of – all-Star Weekend that I like is a three-point contest. Yep. And next okay. year, they're talking about having Steph and Dame against Caitlin Clark and Inescu. Uh, Caitlin's got to go to the WNBA first. You know, she comes yeah. back. Which would, be, which would be fascinating to me. But, uh, yeah, yeah. They, I didn't watch a second of that game last night. I'm with you guys. <laughs> I can't. I didn't even know who won until this morning. I looked at yeah, it. I, I took a glance at it. at the. So, I was doing uh, – I was – uh, doing my show with Nikki last night, which was incredible. So, uh, anybody, please check that out. Uh, great conversation with Nikki. And um, 
you know, I kind of glanced at it at the first quarter and uh, I was like, eh, don't really care. So went to bed, uh, started watching this, this new Snoop Dogg movie. It's called The Underdogs, uh, where he's a football coach. It's on Prime. Yeah. Funny. Uh, coach is like a youth football team. It's pretty funny. Yeah, nice. uh, and then I woke up this morning, turned the catch ESP, and was like, oh, shit. The also, it was 200 fucking points. I'm like, I, why? What are we doing here? Right. Kelly Towns played 27 minutes last night and had 50 points. That yeah. tells you all you need to know. 27 yeah. minutes, 50 points. You know, it's crazy to me, and you think back <laughs> in the old days, and, you know, uh, Magic had come back. This was after he was announced he had uh, HIV and played an all-star game. Yep. Uh, and one of the very first off, you know, how everybody's like, well, what's everybody going to do? The person who deed him up and they played tight defense on him was none other than Dennis Rodman. And mm-hmm. Dennis played him like he was a regular-ass game. And Magic credits the Dennis. I've seen interviews where Magic credits Dennis today. He's like, I was glad he did it. He showed that he wasn't scared or, you right. know, put all the stigma aside. Like, now, right. I mean, now, now, you know what I mean? Now, not even now, guys are fully healthy. And, they're, <laughs> and they ain't no way, nowhere near each other. Nowhere near each other. It's like inbound the ball, throw, throw a long pass up the court, and make right. a layup. Yeah. Or a three point. I mean, they were shooting half quarters mm-hmm. and. You know, all time. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It, it's yeah. ridiculous. And Larry I mean, Bird was not, at the, not basketball, bro. It's not basketball. No. And Larry Bird was at the pre-game dinner. They had a uh, breakfast, rather. They had a breakfast yesterday, and I watched that on YouTube. And he said to the players, "Let's go out and show the world to to some effect, not exactly, why the NBA is is the number one. Why product. we're the best. Like, go out and have a competitive game." They just, they just basically bird. said to Bird, screw you. We're going to go do what we want to do. And yeah, I mean, you, you're better. You're almost better off just having a, a, a big game of, of horse or, or something like that. And just see, you know what I'm saying? You know, what and would be just great is, guys or something like I, that. I don't know who I saw this. I saw just something. And what would be great is if, what if they had the 10, all, 20 all stars, right? And, you know, you split it up the East the east versus the west but like it's one-on-one winner gets i don't know fifty thousand dollars or some shit you know what i mean like i'd rather watch that just good one-on-one basketball or maybe you do like you know you do two-on-two or something like that and you know and and people that sounds interesting actually the one-on-one actually sounds pretty cool you know what i'm saying kind of have it like tournament form and just have them battle it out or whatever that'd be pretty cool yeah first to 11 right or something like that you know what i mean but yeah. there, there, there was talk, I don't remember how long ago, but there was talk about the whole uh, the world against the U.S. team. Like, yeah. I think that'll be competitive just for the simple fact of, you know what I'm saying, pride That's is on pride, the line. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah. like, yeah, this is just, You have a one-on-one contest, and you save the three-point shootout for the game, and you do a tournament, three-point shootout tournament, and you crown a champion Sunday instead of Saturday night. I know it would take away from Saturday night and the dunk contest and all that other stuff, but you could have both. You could have the three-point shootout, and you could have who was the best three-point shooter in the All-Star game. You do something like that. You just make it fun. I mean, the NFL's yeah. trying to do it. It's not working. I, I would like the, the one-on-one, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that type of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Three on I mean, three, at least, at least like the that. NFL realized that it was a joke and just has them playing flag now. 
Right. Yeah. Well, now, you know now I mean? it's really a joke because that's I what I'm saying. The that. NBA, the NBA, they might, they might as well just have a big game of horse. You know what I'm saying? They just yeah. have them doing all kinds of crazy trick shots and just you know have it have play it that way. <laughs> I feel yeah. bad. I mean, I don't know who's like the people. You know, they're paying astronomical prices to go to the All Star game. Mm-hmm. There's no fun. I would. I couldn't. I'd rather go watch the very last game of the regular season. I think. If right. that was the case last night, the doctor was just said, we're going to try to get Halliburton the MVP since it's a home court. We're going to set every offensive play up for him. That, it, right. That's what the game has come to now. Who who do they want to be the MVP? Colin Anthony Towns in the West. Who was it in the East? Well, it was Dave Lillard got, eventually got it. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, Dave, Dave Lillard said, hell, like that. <laughs> I got to win something. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and we won three-point contest and MVP, Dame did. So. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Dame um, had a great weekend, but unfortunately, he has to go back to his team now, which is not good. So, <laughs> winner, winner of the East versus West players versus all, all rookie team. I don't See, know. but are they, are they even gonna care? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No, they're not. Like, did they get rid of that? Did they get rid of the rookie game? No, that still goes. That's the first two years. That still goes Friday night. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, yeah, so it's, it's oh, it's before the celebrity game, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I missed it. I was like, man, I didn't even know if they had that still. Uh, the young guns versus you can't do that. You can't do that. The young kids, the young kids would take it. But all, some of these guys are really young. You know what I mean? Like, what do you right. consider so young? young? Like, just because they've been in the league for five years, they're still only twenty. Well, no, it's, you know it's what I mean? The, the first and second year players. And, yeah, and, and, but and the I think they would take it more seriously than the older guys. The older guys, I don't think they'll. The older care. guys wouldn't care. They wouldn't no. care. They'd, they'd be like, oh, we're just here for a paycheck. That's it. I agree yeah. with Johnny. They should be starting NBA basketball back tomorrow night, not Thursday night. Oh yeah, tomorrow yeah, yeah. Night. right. Tomorrow night, yeah. Tuesday. Day off. It's not like you played hard on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? You, you literally you, just jogged up you, and down the would court. Would you rather and, be? To me, though, at this point in time, I'd rather be a guy who. And I know there's probably some contract incentives, but shit, if I got a whole week off, I'd rather not make the all go to the All Star game and just like, go right. on vacation. Right. And, yeah. You know, there's a lot I mean, of guys. There's a lot of guys that like doing that. Yeah, listen, you're hey. 60 games into the season. What the hell do you need practice for? We got to go back and have three days of practice. No, they ain't practicing. <laughs> they practicing, they practicing. I mean, the Celtics are in Chicago Thursday night. Just have them play Tuesday night. They this can fly is, to Chicago. Team part and of that whole player empowerment play. shit, where they felt That's they cool. needed more time off because oh, they don't, they don't, they don't, we don't get enough time off as it is. And that's, oh, my arm hurts. I gotta, that's kind of right. Mr. LeBron James himself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of LeBron, what do you guys make? Stephen A. called out LeBron on, on uh, first take today. Uh, he said LeBron James singly-handedly uh, ruined the, the slam dunk contest. And the reason is because if you look at all the past guys, like especially in the 80s, right, like Dominique, before that, Dr. J, Jordan, then you even had Vince Carter. Then you had Kobe, uh, Kobe right? You had like big name guys who were high flyer guys, all, all into the slam dunk contest. There's one big name that has has missed out of all that. His name is LeBron James. Because he ain't trying to, he ain't trying to get embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? He, he just doesn't want to do it. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't want to. He should have done it when he was 19, 20 years old. Right. I ain't saying he's he, got to do it now at thirty eight years old. Nah, but I'm he, saying he, he didn't want to lose. He didn't want to lose at nothing, so he didn't want to get embarrassed. <laughs> so he never even entered it. Yeah, I think that's it. I think he didn't want to get beat in the dunk contest. Right. 
So he just didn't. He just said, "I'm not doing it." And, and I think like, he's led this half-ass, you know, mentality. The all-star uh, break. Exactly yes, yes. I was, you're saying like I, I didn't even want to get into the whole LeBron, but yes, I think a lot of the issues started off with 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 him. To be quite honest, you're saying yeah. that's, that's why the league is the way it is right now is because of the the brand of basketball that that LeBron wants to play and. Them basically just you think Jordan, you think Jordan would have, you know what I mean? All the stars. Nah, man, you think Jordan, Probably nah. Jordan would not have, they, yes. nah, they, they would never allow that they to went happen. At, I mean, Jordan's last all star game, like him and Kobe, would they went at it, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And they defended each other, and so you know, what I'm saying, like, again, they had some kind of pride in that game. These guys, they're, they're just out there just doing whatever they want, they're not even trying to like compete. Yeah, I agree it, with Andy. That's exactly what it is. He, he only cares about his brand. He doesn't care about the NBA. Right. He doesn't want to get yeah. beat. Right. He, he, yeah. He, he, don't, he don't care about the NBA. He don't care about the the fans. Nah. He's just yeah. He's just all about his brand. Exactly. Yeah, who knows what he you know he could opt <clears throat> out or he could be a free agent at the end of this year. So who knows? Uh, he did say you know he's got you know. Uh, there's Yo, he is the most passive aggressive person. Like dude. Yeah. Like geez. And then of course you know what I'm saying he puts out that that. Tweet with the the hourglass, and now yeah. the national media, of course, is saying, "Oh, look, the Lakers." You're know saying that the players they 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 took his warning or whatever, so that's why they're playing. No, they they're actually playing well, and if you look at their 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 games without him, <laughs> they actually play very well when he's not on the floor. Yeah, to be quite honest. So you know, what I'm saying, but so this whole talk about that he needs. You know, this offseason, they're going to go after another superstar like Trey Young or something. Well, it's Perkins. like, damn, bro. Like, like Kid- you and Anthony Davis ain't enough? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, highly, like interesting. Crazy, it's highly interesting to me that this LeBron to Golden State stuff got out. Because and then he tried it- to downplay it like he didn't know. I don't know if you guys saw that. He was like, what the hell? Draymond hey. Green called him and, and talked to him about it. And he oh, said – if you want to try it, you go ahead and try it. <laughs> we don't know who you're talking about, Jonathan. I don't know who the left arm of God is. So, um, so my wife yeah, calls that my dick. Listen, nothing happens, <laughs> nothing happens with LeBron unless he knows about it. Right. <clears throat> and uh, how, how pathetic, how pathetic would that be, though, for him to go to Golden State? Like, come on, yeah. bro. Yeah, like, I you mean, buying a ring at the end of your career. That's that's yeah. basically what right. you're trying to do. Right. And Golden State's not exactly the place you want to go to buy the ring. Kendrick Perkins said that another Kendrick Perkins was on a couple different shows, and he said it's I got it under good authority that there's another superstar coming in the offseason. Of course, because that's that's <laughs> what he does, dude. Like he has to stack his team in order to win. To, let's yeah. just be honest about it. You know what I'm saying? Like he couldn't get it done in Cleveland, so he went to Miami and he joined a, another top five player in the league, and and he brought you know Chris Bosh with him, who was probably a top ten, top twelve player in the yeah, league, top ten at the time. Yeah, and then he goes to Cleveland when they have Kyrie Irving, who's an up and coming superstar. And then at the time, even though people hate on Kevin Love, at the time. He was, he was breaking records 10. at Minnesota. Yeah, you know, yeah, with Minnesota. 10, 15, he was a player, 25 yeah. and 13, 25 and 14 yeah. rebound type guy. So you stack your team there. You go to LA, you get rid of all the young talent that's there in LA for Anthony Davis. And then you still ain't got enough. You get Russell Westbrook, you get Carmelo, you're saying, and the, it's Man, still not enough. 
it's still yeah. not enough. You're saying well, that's because they're yeah. all old. That's what you know. They didn't have. They had all that young talent. I they, mean, Anthony they, Davis is a great no. basketball player. Again, you Where couldn't get healthy, it, you yeah. can't get it done. You're saying, but he's no. been healthy. What, does any, I don't think I don't think they do. No. I, there's I don't, even if they got Honestly, some. I hope he don't. I hope he don't. Even if they he got some, deserve, he don't deserve another title. Look at look at the West right now. Denver. He got, he got his bubble title. He's, he's Denver. OKC. Phoenix. The Clippers. Um, Minnesota. Yeah, that's just five teams in the West. Look at the East. Boston. Maybe Milwaukee. Is better than them. The Knicks right now. The Knicks the are Knicks. better than the Lakers. The Knicks Cleveland. are better than them if they're fully healthy. There's nine yeah. teams that are better than the Lakers. Well, I mean, least. the Lakers are what? They're like eight, ten, not eight, eight or nine in. The, they're in the play. Yeah, 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 right. again, 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 another, another Dumb LeBron thing yeah. with this whole yeah. playing. You know, yeah. saying like, come on, man, that's pathetic, bro. Yeah, Durant similar situation. Durant, Durant, the only titles Durant has are basically bought. Because he went to yeah, Golden State. Yeah. How are you going to have two two thirds of your league make the playoffs? Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. that's pathetic. Just let him all in. Just let him all in. Right. Just, yeah. Well, that's that's what the that's what the play in the in season tournament. You know what I'm saying? You got to give him something. Because you know, just that's, let him all that, in that's, something that, that's something that Michael never never got. He never got a, a uh, an in season tournament championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's something that LeBron's got that Jordan ain't got. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Minnesota. I, I like seeing different teams too, Andy. I, I think like that's that was a great thing to see the Nuggets win last year. Should play for the retirement championship. I mean, the Clippers. I'm hoping that I'm hoping either them or either one of those two teams against Minnesota in the in the conference championship. Nah, I'm still rooting yeah. for the Nuggets, baby. I still I still want the Joker. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's. I'm just saying, as far as like, I think that'll be a nice playoff series right there. I personally think the Nuggets are just cruising along, knowing they're getting in the playoffs, and then right. when the playoffs right. start, they'd they be like, stay, stay healthy. The they, they just got to stay healthy. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, let me ask you guys this. If LeBron does leave the Lakers at the end of this year, they, I think we're all in agreement. We don't think that they're winning a championship. Is is you know, I mean, and the, the time to add is gone. Uh, you guys view it as a success or, or or not in L.A. I'd say it's not. I, I'd uh, say, I it's say it's not, not as well. But you know, what I'm saying like, again, you got the one title that was in the bubble. Um, yep. There were a few seasons where they didn't even make the playoffs. Yep. So you know, what I'm saying, I mean, you're you're to go yeah, last year, last year was his best year in LA, and they made it to the Western Conference Finals. And what they lost in what six, swept. five games? No, or they, they, got was swept. It, they got swept. Was they it got, swept? They got remember. swept. And yeah, the reason you don't, the reason you don't remember is because right after the game, LeBron James came out with that fake ass cast on his hand, <coughs> started talking about I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about whether or not I want to play basketball anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like bro, yeah. talk about taking all the spotlight off of the fact that your team just got swept. Bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's they, definitely not a successful run, no matter how you cut it. I don't right. think right now. If I they were, if they did not have a play in last year, I don't think the Lakers. No, the Lakers is the eight seed, seven seed. No, they, they were. They were in the play. They were like nine or ten. Yeah, they so a LeBron team not making the playoffs. Come on, right. that's, and again, that's not, I, this is is this it, is this Laker run? It's longer, so it's hard to judge it. I guess. Um, but it's longer. Is this Laker run worse than Jordan's Wizard run? 
because Jordan was only there yeah, for like two, three years. He was only there a few years. Jordan was Jordan was trying to hang on at the end of his career. Yeah, I think. I mean, and and not for nothing, but that Wizards Jordan didn't have team, nobody on that team. Look right, at that, that, team. that Wizards yeah. team. The best player that he played with on the on the Wizards was Rip Hamilton one year. Yeah, and then the next year was um Jerry Stackhouse. Was Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he, until he got hurt, like he had them in the playoffs, winning, in the playoffs yeah. with, a, with a winning record, and they had only won like 19 games the year before. Yeah, so, they I mean, were, yeah, Jordan they actually, like, like, like people try to poo poo on Jordan for, the, but he actually was playing well, and the team was playing well when he was healthy and there for those few years with Washington. He could have, if he wanted, if he had the mindset of a LeBron or Kevin Durant, he could have just, been, I'm gonna go to LA. With Kobe, yeah, yeah. a young Kobe and Shaq, and get myself two, three more rings, and then you know what I'm saying. But nah, he he wanted to be competitive and and do his own thing in, in Washington. So before we bring our guest in, a young LeBron, different, the young LeBron didn't want to be third place on the team. He wanted to be the star, the star. That's why he stayed in Cleveland. As he got older, he said, "I need to win titles," so that's why he went to Miami. Then he yeah. went back to Cleveland because he said, "I don't, I don't give a crap." I left Cleveland in a bad way. I'm going back to win a title, and he did. And then he went well, out. To the yeah, I think part of that's his uh, image, right? Like, that's all it is with LeBron is my, his, yeah. his image. Yeah, and if, no, if, he he. He he went to Miami because he couldn't get it done in Cleveland, bro. Well, he couldn't get it done, but then what I'm saying, he went back yeah. to Cleveland because of his yeah, image. Yeah. It was like, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. yeah. And again, yeah, cause cause they, he went back to Cleveland because he because he needed to win his title. Back to back number one picks, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. three out of four years or some craziness like that. Like good yeah, job. Cause they dra- yeah. Good job, yeah. NBA stacking Cleveland up so that he can yeah, go back, back to back number right. one picks. And, it, right. and, Kyrie, and then if you remember they took Anthony Bennett who's a all time bust and they shipped him and right. and then they got right. Andrew Wiggins. They got the, yeah. the number one pick again. So yeah, yeah, NBA way to be discreet there. They shipped the him to uh, shipped him to both of them picks. Minnesota, Basically, the NBA right, said for, we need to get LeBron a title. We're going to do everything we can to get him a title. Absolutely. Oh look, you got the number one draft pick, Cleveland. Congratulations! It was just like I mean, San Antonio Wemby. If you look back at that too, his time in in Miami. If Ray Allen doesn't hit that three pointer in the corner, That's he loses win. three out of the four years that he's there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only yeah, one they would have beat was the Thunder. Right. And and then if you remember in Cleveland, the reason they won it was because Kyrie went off right. Right. in six and seven, game six right. and seven. Right. Well, that was the year, off. too. Draymond got hurt. Draymond got suspended. He got remember suspended that? Yeah. one game, right. Yeah. He got suspended. Kyrie, Kyrie went nuts in that in that series, and yet LeBron won finals MVP, even though Kyrie. So LeBron could actually be, correct me if I'm wrong, Johnny, LeBron could actually be like two and five in the NBA finals. Two well, four, yeah, he, well, he'd be like two and eight. He'd be he'd be two and eight. Two and eight. Two and eight. Two and eight. Well, that's, that's, Kyrie and Ray that's Allen. Awful. Yeah, that's awful. Right. I mean, how would it change the the what's up, of the NBA if what's up mm-hmm. if if Magic went two and eight or Bird went two and eight or some of these right. guys went two and Michael yeah, right. went two and eight? How would it look for them? Right. Awful. Let's go ahead and uh, we'll bring in a man who covered the stadium series in hockey, was there games uh, Saturday and was it yesterday, I hope, Friday and Saturday, or was it Saturday yeah, and Sunday? Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Saturday and Sunday, yeah. uh, covering both games live from MetLife. Uh, give it up for our hockey aficionado, 
Mr. Jim Berenger, baby. Bring him in. Yeah, that's where you're supposed to bring him in, Sam. Jeez. I, I did. I did. I, I don't know what's going on. Sorry. I thought Sam, it was yo, what is going on? What is up, what's everybody? What's going hey, on? What, um, hey, Jim, what happened in Minnesota, Minnesota today? Did, did they have a football game or a hockey game? Yo, yo, ten, yo, 10-7 to final, 17 goals scored, seven goals by the Wild in the third period, three combined hat tricks. Like, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, the, what, what, what am I watching here? Is this baseball? The Twins, the NBA Twins came back. Bro, that was a disgrace. And I love the fact that the, the National Hockey <coughs> League is not the only sport and the, and not the, now the writers of the NBA really see how bad that All Star game is. Oh, it's awful! Uh, it's, it's awful! awful. Oh, it's, it's beyond it's, awful! Oh my god! Yeah, we we spent the first uh, twenty minutes talking about how dog water that is, how dog shit it is. I mean, like, come on, like, I get, like, all right, it's cool. You want the skills competition, then just keep the skills competition and tell everybody they can go home after because no one cares. Absolutely. Yeah, they're gonna just have go to home. revamp it. They're gonna have to revamp it. There's no way they can keep it the I'm way. Telling you, man, the whole the world against the U.S. I think will put a little a little something into it because I think there'll be a little pride to to want to represent. So, other than that, I don't see these guys don't want to play, bro. They don't want to play an all star game. They they um, have no they, they they have zero interest in playing an all star game, and this is why they didn't show how to do what they did this past year in Toronto with the all star game and trying to like. They got the players involved. It was like, oh, David, what do you want to see in the skills competition? How do you want to make the game a little bit better? Like, let's like, and the, and it was and it was well received. It did well. We got celebrities involved. Like, they did a good job. Now we're gonna bring right. the twenty twenty six All Star Game to Long Island. Now we're gonna like, I agree. Like the format of like North America versus the world, U.S. versus it. There's something there to it, but. The guys have to play. They got to play defense. Like they got to actually play something that's close to basketball. Because if you're gonna, if the game's gonna be two hundred eleven to one eighty six, who cares? Like who they, gives? Jim, you could be interviewed. You could, Jalen you Brown. Could, you could go down to the local YMCA and find a more competitive game uh, there than you could. Than you yeah, could absolutely. Time. I play a more competitive game with my friends than I saw on TV <laughs> yesterday. Like, come on. Yeah, they, I played they, a they, more of competitive hellacious fucking games of twenty one where <laughs> each other. You yeah, get punched in the mouth because you. Yeah, we play we play more competitive games during lunchtime than <laughs> in, in school that we saw on TV the other that's, day. That's a fact. And you can and you can quote me on that. No, hey, hey, I'm taking some hits to the mouth because I'm trying to. I got 19, and they don't. Nobody wants to see me get 21, you know. So, uh, yes. you know, you, you're get, you know, that's when defense gets legit. Uh, Jim, both uh, the Rangers and Devils won over the weekend. You saw it live. Talk us to us about that experience at MetLife. Oh, it's great. I mean, look, you know, for for the for the crap that MetLife Stadium gets because of it, how it looks. The, the stadium itself is great. Like, the, the arena itself is perfect for, you know, playing a ho- hockey game right on the 50-yard line. The views were great. Up in the press box wasn't – where I was sitting was perfect. I got everything. Could see it all happen and all. Um, it was great. You know, Saturday night's game, you had the, the Devils and the Flyers play. You had Gas- Gaslight Anthem playing the Devils' goal song after every goal. Jonas Brothers played. 
concert before the game. Like, everything went off. New Jersey talked about how it was an important hockey game, and they took care of business. And they won they, a hockey game. They came game. out dressed like Rocky. Or was that no, the Flyers? No, so the Flyers dressed like Rocky. The Devils dressed like it was the Sopranos. So that, ah, was, that, was, that was cool. And the Devils played a great game. I mean, they, they, they definitely outplayed the Flyers. They withstood the Flyers' chances. Nico Heischer backed up his words. Sunday, and I had a feeling this was coming because Thursday the Islanders had practice around three, but they pushed it back because of sun. And they did it yesterday as well on Sunday. They pushed the game back. The puck drop was around four on Sunday. Um, it was really good. The flyovers, you had the Jets, the Giants, but it was a pro Rangers crowd like it used to be over at the Brendan Byrne Arena. It was always a pro Rangers crowd uh, because yeah. that's what it, that's the original six team. Um, you know, look, Matt Rempe made his debut. He got the rookie lap out in the stadium series. But it was really cool just to see all the people come there. You have 150,000 people for two hockey games at MetLife. The state of New Jersey on it's display. Awesome. Like, it's a state of hockey. It's a state of football. Like, like there was, there was no negative about this. And the NHL does a great job with these outdoor games. And everybody said, oh, well, they're stale. There's too many of them. No, when 150,000 people go to two games, that's why they keep doing them. Jim, let me ask you something. I was thinking about this today. Would the NHL <laughs> or the New York teams entertain <laughs> entertain an idea of having the Devils, Rangers, Islanders, and rotating the Bruins, Flyers, Couch, all those teams in? And playing like a bean pot style with the two winners on the first day, play on the second day in a championship. So, that- so I, I don't know if you saw Johnny Lazarus's uh, tweet yesterday after the game. So he basically said the same thing, but he just kept the Devils, Flyers, Rangers, Islanders. And I was like, I like where this man's head is thinking because I think I, I would love to see that like every year. Like if you yeah. brought the outdoor game to MetLife every year and, and put a mix of. I think you would have to do like Devils, Flyers, like it was, and Rangers, Islanders, because I don't know. Because if you do Islanders, Devils, that might not that might not draw too much, but because just the it's not what Devils, Rangers, Devils, Flyers is. So if you did those two, um, it would be fine. And then you had like the winners come back and play the next day or so. I think that would be great. I like that idea. I love it personally. You have like a mini bean pot. Because we know what the bean pot means to like Northeastern, Harvard, Boston College, yeah. Boston University. Like to have those the four teams there would be awesome. I think that would be a great idea. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. That would be good. I thought the ice was good. Look, the thing about the outdoor games, everybody has to realize is it's a spectacle. It's about everything else besides the game, except that both games are really good. The Rangers come back twice, once from four one and five three, they rallied. To force overtime and win the game 10 seconds in overtime, it was unbelievable to be there. Like, the place was going nuts. Uh, you know, the press box, we were, like, talking in there, like, what the heck's going on? Like, there, you had this fight to begin that, you know, you had a fight. Like, Rempe has a fight with Matt Martin. He holds his own. He does, like, he's getting the crowd ready. And then it changes <laughs> the game. The Islanders come back, score four straight. And it's just like, well, what? Are you? Like, it was a really good game. Like, both games were really good. And the fans enjoyed them. And like I said before, you, you had one in Edmonton. So you think about it, over 200,000 people went to outdoor hockey this year, plus the Winter Classic. So phenomenal. like two, two, 250,000 people, maybe more, went to outdoor hockey games this year. Like that's why they keep doing these games. 
Yep. <clears throat> that's that's how you promote your game. That's how you sell your game, though. That's smart, man. I like it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's how you get. That's how you grow your game, and mm -hmm. the momentum that this has is going to propel people in this area to be like, oh, okay, we got to follow these teams now because you know they're good, especially right. the teams that win. Uh, and you know you have that the success of the women's league that are going like the game is in a good spot as Gary Bettman always says the game is in a good spot, and he's right. And the fact that they're next year they're going to Ohio State for a 2025 Stadium Series. You're going to have Columbus and Detroit. You're going to the Winter Classic. Connor Bedard's going to be there. That's Chicago and Wrigley, baby. Yeah, Chicago and Wrigley. That's going to be fun. They're, I mean, you got like I said, the All Star Games going to Long Island. Probably Detroit, Edmonton's probably going to get the other ones. It's, I mean, the, the league's in a healthy spot, potential expansion down the line. So it, NHL's in a good spot right now. Would they, would they ever consider doing every uh, outdoor game for every city? Would that be something that they would look at? Or is it just they want to keep the Winter Classic special? I think they want to keep the Winter Classic because the one year they, they did like, do it in LA once, and it was pretty much like, it was cool, people. like 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 the 2014. They did like, I think they had like four or five games that year. It was it was it was a lot because it tests the equipment. But you had LA, you had New York, you had the Winter Classic, you had a Heritage Classic that year too. So there was a lot going on. But I mean, I think two to three is good. I don't think you yeah. need to do more than that. Yeah. So you don't want to lose the appeal too much because it's All just right. oh, it's yeah. another game. But my. So my big thing is, is they got to get that Winter Classic on network television. Yeah, like you yeah. can't have it on TNT. No, like it's got to go back can't. to ABC. ABC. It's, NBC. It, I, I think I think you have to figure out a way to be like, all right, look, TNT. I know you're a partner, but you're not getting the Winter Classic anymore. Even it's going if you on ABC. Back on ESPN or something. You know what I mean? Like, well, the good. problem is, is I think like part of the TV deal has TNT gets to cover. The Winter Classic, okay, but Turner is part of Paramount, which you could, like, why can't you go on CBS? I'm about to say on CBS, ain't it? Right. right, like, you could put put it on CBS because CBS, TBS, Turner, like, they all have the March Madness, so why couldn't you, like... Yeah. And right. don't put it on New Year's Day. Well, that's the th well. See here, I was talking with Bill Daly about this, and he, he kind of made this interesting note. For a while there, it really wasn't a big, big college football day because of you know you didn't have the playoff. You always knew where yeah. the national championship was, right. so you had like okay, it's the Fiesta Bowl, it's this bowl. They weren't playoff games, so there was a period of time when they first did this to when the playoff they had that window, but now. And, and it's tougher with the West Coast teams. Like, not for nothing, but Seattle and Vegas, the Ve the visual is cool, but no one gave a rat's ass on the East Coast about those those two teams. I'm sorry. They yeah. just didn't. Like, no one cared. Like, they didn't care. And you saw it in the ratings. Look, that's why yeah, you, you, everybody complains about, oh, it's the same old teams. Well, you know why it's the same old teams? Because they're from hockey markets that care. Boston, yeah. Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Chicago, Detroit, Toronto. Like, they're going to... People are going to watch those games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Scott, you saw like up in they, – they've had three up there in New England. Like there's a reason why. Yeah. You you knew they were going to sell out because strictly because they were in Boston, but it's the it's the opponent that they're playing that, that brings the national draw into the game. Like and, it was Boston-Pittsburgh last year. It was yeah. Boston-Pittsburgh last year, Crosby. Yeah. Like 
you know, Boston, and, Philadelphia, one of the other two years. Boston, Boston, Montreal was another Montreal. one. Like, yeah. like yeah. that's yeah, so. uh, like the two that some of the better outdoor games I've watched have been involving Canadian teams that play like the Detroit, Toronto. Both of their games were really, really good. Yeah. But the, the thing the NHL needs to do is they need to hype it up a little bit more than they do. It's like they, they put on commercials. Yes, I get that stuff later. But hype it up more. It's, it's your your marquee matchup. Your, your I mean, marquee day. So I mean, I would up. say they did a great job with the stadium series because of they the did. local news around yeah, in the New Jersey area. The New, right. New York, New Jersey, you knew it was, okay, it's stadium series week. Like, let's go here. Um, but I agree. I think they do need to, to hype up the Winter Classic. Yeah, you know about it, but you didn't really know about it this year because you knew what, what New Year's Day was this year. Yeah. Because, right. right. Jim, Chicago, Vancouver would not bring eyes. It would not bring interest. No, but no. But Chicago and the Rangers – Chicago, well, and, Chicago the and the Blues are playing next year. That's Chicago and the Blues will be a good matchup because yes. they played. They've yes. had playoff rivalry history. Yep. There's there's history there with those two teams. Like the yep. one year it was out in D.C. It was Chicago and Washington. I'm like, I was at I was at a, a, a friend's house. We put the game on, but I'm like, okay. Why? Why? Because <laughs> the year because the year before I was in Ann Arbor for Detroit <laughs> for for Detroit and Toronto. I'm like, okay. Yeah, uh, you're not ta- you're not tapping the year before. But yeah, Jim, let me yeah. ask you something. The other thing is, does the stadium sell it too? Like Ann Arbor, Fenway Park, um, yeah. Life. Does the stadium yeah. sell it for the most part too? Well, I think I think it helped, like because I was putting out a lot of pictures and I was talking to a lot of people going into it, saying, "Guys, you're gonna want like is like I'm like these guys are saying the sight lines are great because that was a lot of my questions to like Daly and Steve Mayer and the the commissioner. I was like, the sight lines look really good here. Like, is this the reason why you went? They're like, yeah. And I was trying to hype people up and say to them like, there's not a bad seat in this building. You're gonna be able to watch the game no matter where you are. Right. That's right. important. Uh, you know, Wrigley, another one, Nick Wrigley's gonna sell that that game too. Oh yeah. yeah. Because sure. now it's their second go round, but now they have the updated equipment. They have Steve Mayer behind everything, and now they're going to make this into this big thing with this. They're going to turn it into something, and you know, the Blackhawks will wear the Chicago Cubs stuff or whatever. They're going to have the theme, the walk in theme, and stuff. So it's going to be cool. Jim, what the hell took the Penguins so long to retire Yamir Yager's uh, jersey? He just kept playing too long, man. Like he still played. <laughs> no, I think there was. He's a, still playing. A, he's still playing because he owns a team in Czechia. But for me, like the thing with Yager is, is that there was a little bit of falling out when he left, um, and you know ownership yeah. and you know just <coughs> the way he left Pittsburgh. There was a little bit, you know, and over the years from talking with people in Pittsburgh and listening to stuff to yesterday, they repaired a lot of the fences. And they finally decided that this was the year that was going to be do it because there were subtle hints dropped at the beginning of the year that they were going to do it. But now, as I when we talked with Lanny and joked with him in November, it's like Lanny, man, you're just going to have to just put him in because the dude's never going to stop playing. Yeah, like, if, he own, if he owns this team, <laughs> if he keeps owning this team in Czechia, he's going to like suit up at least once a year. So he's, we're just going to say he's still playing, right? Like overseas. Of course I mean, he is. like, like, like it, I mean, I know there were practices and stuff, and he took the warm up with the Penguins. The Duke could still go though, <laughs> and like, 
Yager was a great penguin. Like, yeah, you know, Mario, he came in as a he rookie. Was, he, he, wanted, was, he, was, he was pipping to Mario's Jordan, you know what I mean? Right, but, right. but, there, were, but there were years where he was Jordan because Mario was gone because Mature. of the Hodgkin's yeah. lymphoma, the back. Mm -hmm. Like, in 99, Mar like Mario retired the first time in 97. So it was Yager's team forever, and he saved the <coughs> franchise in 1999. Like, he this did. dude was a dynamic player yeah. in the NHL. Like, I know his Washington years were not great. Like, he didn't give a rat's butt when he was down there. But, like, in Pittsburgh, in the Rangers, when he came back after the lockout in Philadelphia, Dallas, like, he's put up great numbers. And if you think about it, if he didn't go overseas, if he didn't have the lockouts, he's behind Gretzky in points. Yeah. Mm. Yep. <laughs> wow. Hey, hey Jim. Uh, Jim. He was, uh, the Preds have some uh, uh, some pretty rough teams that are in contention coming up. Do you think they can uh, build off that and try to get better placement before the playoffs? I mean, look, no. the, the Preds to me are a team no. that they have to. You I think they up. have to sell. They they have to sell what they have, and they have a guy in UC Soros that they can sell off because of Yaroslav Askarov in Milwaukee. Yeah. Look, it all depends. This team is is is, is, not, is not. I'm not gonna say he's not buying him, but they're not. They don't know how to play brunette system yet, mm -hmm. and it's and they don't really have the personnel to do it. There's some days they get it. There's some days they don't get it. But if they can move Soros out and get a nice package for him, and I think Trotz wants to do it, yeah. then you know I think they can get it. Like I've heard, I've heard like. New Jersey and Nashville's been talking about it. It talks about Soros, Carrier, 50% retained on Carrier. They would get um, like Mercer, Holtz, first rounder, second rounder um, the following year, and Vanacek <coughs> to balance everything out. But again, it all depends on you know what Barry Trotz wants. And Barry Trotz knows Tom Fitzgerald needs goaltending, and he can hold him over a barrel right now until he gets what he wants. Unless yeah. New Jersey's like, hey, the heck with Nashville. We'll go get Markstrom from Calgary. But there right. are definitely pieces that Nashville can sell off. But, look, Nashville was one of those teams that I circled this year to say, all right, they got, they got a nice young team. They got some nice players there. But it's going to take some time, and they're going to build on it. If they get in, great. But if they don't, that's okay, too, because no one really expected them to make the playoffs this year. Right. Which and I know, and, and I know, like Duchesne's not there, and the Johansson trade looks phenomenal because he's really not doing anything in Colorado. But yeah, Duchesne, the, the cap hit's gonna <laughs> hurt down the road. But you know what? It's it's Thank okay. You. It's okay because Nashville will be in a good spot in a couple of years. What's, what's the ceiling so. for the Devils, Jim? That's the million. That's the million dollar question, right? I mean, if they can play yeah. like they've been playing, they had a couple up and down moments. They they had a bad. They had a tough loss. Um, to L.A. and to Calgary. But they've been playing well. They've been picking up points. Yeah. If they can keep playing like this, they can get it on a run. I, I get, and I keep going back to it. If they can get a number one goaltender, they can get on that Edmonton-type run. They can get past some teams in yeah. the East. I mean, look, Detroit won today. Okay, fine. They're four points up on the – you're five points behind Philadelphia. You just won. You're two points up on the Islanders. You got a big game against Washington that you should win. Washington is not a good team. Go in there, dominate like you did against Philadelphia. Then you got the Rangers coming up. You got some divisional games here. Make up some points. You got, you know, the Ranger game may not be easy. 
Okay, that's fine. But you got Montreal coming in. You got to win that game. You go on the road to San Jose to Anaheim, LA. You like those are games you got to win. You got to pick yeah. points up there. They can. They have a shot to get in the playoffs if they get that number one goaltender. They they will make the playoffs. Yeah, because I, I like the way Hughes has played since he's come back from injury. He, he's been aggressive offensively, and I I like that out of him. I I think the fact that Nico Heischer basically called out his team before the after, before the All Star break and said Let, let's figure out who we want to be. That's really they've set the tone coming out of the break too. They've yeah. changed systems a little bit, but the fact that the captain basically said, "Hey guys, we're not good enough to win. We're not playing well." But let's figure out, do we want to make the playoffs? Fine. We all got to look ourselves in the mirror and figure out who we want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed 100%. Jim, did I see last week another hockey coach got fired? (laughs) Well, the general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets got fired. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Yarmo Kekalainen got fired from Columbus. Mm-hmm. I just figure it's another coach because it seems like another week, another cocky coach gets it fired. It seems like everybody <laughs> – it seems like coach is always getting fired around here. But, look, Yarmo had a go from Columbus. He had a tough time. G- John Davidson uh, made the announcement. And, look, um, it happened. I mean, there's a lot of bad th- – look, you look at Yarmo's time there, 11 years, you could call it success. They took – they went to the second round in 2019 where they knocked off the lightning, the sweep. Uh-huh. They had so many guys that they had Panarin, Duchesne, Dezingle. They had a who's who of guys there that lost to the Bruins that in the 2019 when the Bruins went to the Stanley Cup final. But a couple yeah. of those OT games could have gone either way, and Columbus might have made the Eastern Conference final. You never know because they had such a good team. And that was, I think that's what Yarmo is going to be remembered as, as a general manager that went all in with own rentals to make the playoffs. And they made a deep run. There's been yeah. some lean years there. Great. But I think everything just came to a head this year. Yeah, the Babcock situation in the summer, that just spilled over. The players are playing for a guy that the team passed over twice, so why should we listen to him? You brought in, you know, Provorov and tried <coughs> to help him. You've tried to help Severson. You have a young team. The goalie needs it. Like, there's been so much stuff that's happened since the bubble for Columbus with the death of the goalie. You know, I, I think Elvis Merzlikens needs a new change of scenery. He's going to get it. He's going to be traded by Columbus. If they don't, then they got to trade him in the offseason because he just can't continue to go through this. And then if you look, you know, and then, like, there's been lean years. Boone Jenner, the captain's name's out there. They don't want to trade him. He doesn't want to go anywhere, but if they get a nice package, great. But I think they needed to see what, what how do you want to retool, rebuild, because something wasn't working. And I think now's the time to do it. Jim, uh, let's uh, sh- sh- oh, go ahead, Scott. No, go ahead, Nick. Nick, I, I can uh, wait. I can wait because it'll. It's another. We can let the season play it a little bit more before. I wait. What, what was your question? What was your question? One of uh, who's the most dangerous team in the East right now in the play going in. If the playoffs were set as right now, Florida. who in your mind is the most dangerous team in the East? <laughs> Florida. Yeah. Florida is the most dangerous they team in the crazy. East. They're the. They're the best team in the Eastern Conference right now, dare I say, the National Hockey League. I mean, look, the Rangers have won seven in a row, so you can never count them out, but their goaltending is meh. Florida, to me, is the best team in, in the Eastern Conference right now, and I think and I think in the National Hockey League right now because they're just been, they've been so consistent all year. They've been able to weather the storm, play well. Yes, I know Boston's in first place, 
in the Atlantic we Division. Know that goes. We know how that goes. Uh-huh. But but Columbus is I mean uh, Florida is really good. Now, that being said, the way the Leafs have been playing without Morgan Riley has been remarkable. Yeah. If they could ever figure it out and like really see that like if this shows them this they can get through adversity and stuff, maybe. Maybe, but I gotta be I gotta see it to believe it. And That's I've right. seen Florida yeah. get to a Stanley Cup final with this group. And they have the tools that are clicking right now. And this yeah. is the team we saw win the President's Trophy lose to Tampa Bay. This is the team that figured it out in Toronto last year and then went on that run. But again, like look, I tell everybody you don't want to be Florida or St. Louis. Because those are once in a those are rarities, <laughs> right? And things went Florida's way. If Pittsburgh doesn't lose to certain teams, they're not in the playoff. If Brad Marchand scores an overtime goal or this this and that, things don't break Florida's way. They're not in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Jim, I want to shift gears to you. I want to turn to uh, The Rock has returned, and he has aligned himself. I don't know what this is. Maybe he wasn't – Maybe yo, guns up. Yo, yo, is he guns up? Maybe he's guns <laughs> up. I don't know. He was not acknowledging Roman Reigns as Nick. the tribal chief, I, I don't Nick. think, on Friday night. I think, but, I think he was pointing Nick. to himself. Cody Co- finishing the story at WrestleMania. I, I This this sound feels like a rock turn at WrestleMania. I mean, how game. about, though, you asked for Hollywood Rock, and by God, Hollywood Rock is back, even with the nice, fancy jacket homage to all his... Yo, 98, like 98 Rock right there. That yeah. was great. I mean, yeah, that was great. They're, all doing the, they're all doing this. I, I think I might have... T- I tweeted it out. I said, uh, I didn't know Nation of Domination was back. Dude, that, I mean, the nation is back, baby. Let's go. Look, I love, I like Heel Rock. This is great. His promo was awesome. Um, and look, we're gonna, we're in for a ride, right? Going into WrestleMania with the, with the, with I guess we can call him the Hollywood Rock with part of the bloodline. Like he's part of the bloodline. He, he's gonna help out Roman. They got. Seems like we're setting up this tag match for WrestleMania Night One. Cody Roman Night Two. Yeah, Cody got pinned tonight clean by Drew. Which is very weird, but okay. Like we want to go down that path. That's fine. I thought we well, he were got jumped do it. by the bloodline, Jim. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but again, he 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 got he got there was some help involved. So, yeah, it's interesting the the direction they're going in with with this story. But I like it, and I like what Triple H is doing. I like the homage to like the '90s stuff. You know, it was funny to see. You know, uh, our truth is so over right now. It's like Sammy oh, Zane from a year ago. Love like the it. fact that you have like DIY Miz and our truth, like telling what a time telling, to telling um, the Judgment Day to suck it. It's like okay, yes, the attitude Eric hit at me was just like yes. Like if I had to go to school tomorrow, I was watching Raw right now. I'd be like doing the same thing, and I still do it. Um, we must protect our truth at all costs. He's an national <laughs> treasure. He really is. Like, he's got himself so over. He is awesome. And, and everybody awesome. forgets, like, he was there in, like, 99. Like, he was there yeah, with him and the road dog. Where, like, yeah, he's been around yeah. a long time. Yes, So he it's has. good for him. But, like, getting back to the Cody storyline and The Rock, I like what they're doing. It's really teasing something. Like, somebody was, like, saying, oh, well, maybe this is the Roman numeral for, like, 41. Like, we're pointing to 41. Like, he's I really. 
I he's think he's going to turn. I think he's turning or like it's inevitable. They're set, or they're planting the seeds for him to turn. Yeah. yeah. Cuz he, he first came out. When he first came out, what did he do? He slapped his arm like he had the goosebumps. So that's a face move for him. He he just had face tendencies all throughout that whole segment. And it and then he, he didn't put the one finger up. He put the he put the guns up, so to speak. Yo, the guns, yo, bang, 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 baby. Yo, he's with yeah. Bullet Bang's Club. He's, again. <laughs> yo, he's with, yo, he's with Bullet Club. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so so to me, this is this is clear as day. He he's they're gonna tag. Something's gonna happen in the tag match. And the night two, Roman and Cody, he's gonna turn. He's gonna, he's gonna cost him this. I think yeah. so. I think we'll see it like yeah. he did cost uh Cena the title against Miz, right? Like what, if, what if Roman I think it's gonna be Roman's gonna like hit him or something and say, What are you doing? I'm in charge or something like that. And yeah, gonna, yeah. He never yeah. acknowledged the Roman Reigns as his tribal chief. So that'll be interesting right. if they, Well, I think if they're gonna go. I think Roman's they might getting go a rock down. bottom. All right, I think they might matters. go down the road of like the high chief with like Peter, like because his grandfather was like the high chief Peter Maivia. Yeah, so yeah. he could be like the high. He's the high chief now. Like he, there's like Roman's the tribal chief, fine, but I'm the high chief. Like I'm yeah. over everybody. Who, so who's telling Solo and uh, Jimmy to show up on Raw tonight? Was that Roman? Was it Paul Heyman? Or was it The Rock? I need to know. I need answers, Jim. So I, so I think, I think it was. This, I think it was Roman. I think it was Roman. Yeah. They're starting to set the Jimmy and Jay story up because they have to. They have to. Start yeah, they have to set it up. They have to set it up now. They're going to be yeah. at WrestleMania. That'll be a night one match, maybe a night two match. But yeah, look, Heyman is is great in in this role. But how fact? Is, how about this? Roman, The Rock, and Yokozuna have combined for fifteen of thirty nine main events. That's wild, man! Right. At WrestleMania. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Goodness gracious. What a and next year, it'll probably... Jay, you know, they headlined uh, last year, night night one. They did. Well, yeah, they did. Actually, they did a lot. So, so it's, it's really like, I guess we could say 16, like a yeah. member of the family. So, I guess <laughs> that stat's wrong, but, I mean, truly, yeah. truly, I mean, like, true, true main event, like, the final main event. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah, yeah. those guys, but you know, to me, I think. And by the way, it should really be sixteen because Hogan and and everybody knows the WrestleMania eighteen Hogan Rock one was the main event. Yeah, as much as it was for the undisputed championship, you hear interviews from Triple H and Jericho is like we shouldn't have gone on last. No, <laughs> they, yeah. they, they, the crowd was already over. They were, they were, they were yeah, they, it was done. Yeah. It was spent. It would, they were spent, and they and you got felt so bad for those guys. But you, they're like, how can we follow the, the, these two guys? Yeah, like you can't. That was that was the main event at WrestleMania 18. Yep. So, yeah. so let's ask this: If Rock does turn at WrestleMania, like we think he might, right. how big is it? Is it big? Is it not big? How big is it? It's going to be massive. I mean, they're going to put Roman in the middle of the the. You know, it's coming. They're going to put him in the middle of the mat, and he's going to get ready for the rock bottom, and everybody's going to go flipping nuts. And well, this is why I'm saying everybody expects rock to turn. They don't know when it's going to be. They think it's going to be WrestleMania. Or, 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 or does he have – like, for me, I've always pictured it like the guys are going to come down and try to interfere, and he's going to be like like we've talked about. Like, he's no. going to be like, no, he needs to do it on his own. 
Yeah. Like yeah. he wants to be he wants to be the tribal chief. He can go do it on his own. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm worried for a treat. Uh, Jim, before we get you out of here, I got to ask, though, who's winning the men's elimination chamber? I think me and Sam were talking about it. We think Becky is definitely winning the uh, women's to go on to face Rhea. That makes sense. But who the hell is Seth Rollins facing? Because there's a lot of uh, people that make sense. I think, I think Drew is the most likely character. He's just yeah. been so over right now. I think I think that's the guy you do it. And then you have the title change there. I, okay. we, we suspect that Logan Paul and LA Knight are going to get into it at the elimination chamber. Oh, I agree. I 100 percent agree yeah. on that. I think I think those two guys, and then it's going to be LA Knight and Logan Paul for the for the title because those guys have beef going back to Money in the Bank. Oh yeah, uh, pay per view. So I could definitely see that. But I think for me, I think it's Drew. To be honest, I think he's just on such a roll right oh, yeah. now. His heel character, and I think he might get the pin on Seth. Seth gets some time off away with that championship. It'd be almost a year since he's been champion. Give him some time off to heal. And but the issue is is when's Damian Priest gonna cash in? Yeah. Gotta do what it before July. Cashing on Drew right away. That would be incredible, huh? That would be epic. That that would be great to steal like steal a spotlight and like that character go even insaner. Like no we're seeing with like dreams, right? Like like that would like we're seeing with like timeless Tony Storm, like with that character on AEW, which I love so yeah. much like i love her character work like how it gets deeper and deeper uh like her insanity after she's lost this title imagine if drew got the spotlight got his moment but then got stolen away yeah yeah that would be crazy no more yeah, you're, welcome. Dreams, you're welcome h we just mapped it out for you so yeah you're welcome buddy <laughs> You're welcome, buddy. What do they do with Sami Zayn? This time last year, Sami Zayn was the hottest thing in wrestling. You know, he was white hot, and he's still <coughs> hot. You know, he still gets good pops, but it seems like what's his path to mania? I don't know. Whoa. Maybe he doesn't have a path right now. No, I think I think they're setting up for it going to be a a long, slow, steady thing for Zayn. That's what I think. I mean, right now he's kind of the good guy, just getting the crap kicked out of him, right? You know. Like I think, I think maybe he. I, I think he's definitely gonna have a match on a pay per view. I just don't know who the opponent is right now. Right, TBD, Sami Zayn. <laughs> right, like the year with Seth Rollins. Maybe it's like a surprise or something. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be I interesting. mean, he had the Johnny Knoxville match, which was kind of cool. Like he had yeah. that. Maybe they get another. Maybe they get another celebrity involved for him. One of the best WrestleMania I've had is matches, and maybe it's like the way Pat McAfee commentated. Maybe I was just a lot of vitamins at that time too uh, <laughs> when that match came on. Uh, yeah. Uh, but Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville with with Pat McAfee calling it was one of the best WrestleMania matches I've ever had in a lot seen in just just I thought great. it was a high, I thought it was highly entertaining. I thought they yes. did a great job with it. Yes. Like I almost wonder if they like go down a a road where like maybe McAfee gets involved with Zayn, like the way he's been commentating. They may get that him in the ring with Zayn or he gets a match with somebody. Yeah. It'll be well, interesting. Doesn't McAfee, doesn't McAfee always wrestle at WrestleMania? So he, he's got to be doing something. He did yeah, something once, too. He's going to be commentating for sure. So no, Well, besides that, because yeah, yeah. they got so much, so many matches they have to put on the cards. They got to put, what, 16 matches on the card? I don't know. Yeah. You can do five and five, really. You know what I mean? Make them longer. I, I like what H has been doing with the pay-per-views. But, uh, you know. Yeah. So, who, so you got McIntyre winning uh, – Saturday morning, early Saturday morning for you, Jim, at the uh, Elimination Chamber. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, that main event won't be on until like seven, eight o'clock. So I'll be up just in time to catch the main event. Who Who are you picking in the men's? I like Drew. I like Drew. Who you got in the women's? Becky. Becky. I like Becky. Becky's Becky. gonna win it. Yeah. I like Becky. Becky. I like Becky. I all right, Jim's gonna beat Naya too. So can't yeah, wait. 100%. To, oh yeah, can't wait to chop it up with you uh, next Monday uh, about everything uh, Elimination Chamber and some more hockey stuff. We'll catch you then, brother. Absolutely, yo. Trade deadline March eighth. See what happens. Stay tuned. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Hey, hey, Jim. Oh, who's yes. the megastar that has with everybody saying Logan Paul? You get out of here, Scott. You get out of here with that mess. <laughs> L.A. Night, yeah. yeah. Give it up for the none other than the legendary man that is Jim. Yeah. Yo, guys, yeah. always a pleasure to be here. Always fun. Thank you for all the support, you guys. It's it's the best. See you, Appreciate Jim. you, bro. Thank Peace you. Day, guys. Take it easy, Later. brothers. Peace. Uh, Jonathan said he'd be joining us here just a little bit. He's running behind. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm dying, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to break out of here a little early. My back is completely killing me. Sam, you are gonna be able to hold it down with your yep, drug yep, up ass yep. with bailing wire and duct tape? Yep. Gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be watching you guys from the floor. Um, so I'll comment and I'll put up my uh, my, my rankings for um, <laughs> my rankings for the the AL West that we're doing. All right, all right, gentlemen, have a good night. Before uh, before so quick football notes, I wanted to get into. It uh, looks like uh, Mike Evans is not going to be returning to Tampa Bay. I was reading today. Uh, Neither is Barry like, to the Titans. They are so far apart in negotiations. Uh, Tampa Bay and Mike Evans. And if he's not on the roster by certain, you know, if he's on the roster by a certain point, he's he, they almost shit ton of money. Right. Um, it looks like Mike Evans is going to hit the market. Sam, your thoughts on where Mike Evans should play? And I don't know how much money he's, you know, asking for. But if I'm Tampa, I'm paying Mike Evans whatever the fuck he wants. Sure. But if he breaks free, I, I mean, the Titans should take a look at him very quickly. But. I would feel a lot better if they did it that way. So I know that they're drafting a left tackle, but uh, he definitely, I, he's definitely worth the cash here. I mean, there's so many times he took Ten over years, every year, thousand dollar, thousand year reception. Receipt, yeah. Receipt. Yeah. He's a, he's a monster. I mean, he has his moments of crazy drops or whatnot, but it doesn't stop him from being absolutely dominant in the position. And he usually shows up when they need him to. So I, I would think, that they would, if they don't resign him, this is going to be a terrible mistake. I think, just yeah. not good at all. Um, but hey, I, if, if he does walk, <laughs> Callahan, get on the phone, bro. Get on the phone. I, I hate to break your bubble, Sam, but I don't think he's going to go to Tampa Bay or go to Tennessee. Scott, no. where, where do you well, see? Well, why Tampa? not? Stephen A. Smith said everybody <laughs> wants to go to Tennessee. If here's what you, you, you got to do with this. You got to look at who has the most cap room. Who is one piece away? Close, and that's the team that you can link Evans to. Could it be Kansas City? I'm not sure. I'm I don't think sure. they. I, I don't. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Could it They're be not, Buffalo? Could it be Buffalo? If they got rid, they're strapped for cash too. They'd have to get rid of Diggs. Yeah, but I think the Diggs experiment in <laughs> Buffalo is over. I, I, I think, think so. he, I don't see him coming back. 
I see him getting traded again because he's yeah. done the same thing as he did in Minnesota. War is welcome out. So could that be a landing spot? Yeah. They're not a piece away, though. They're, they're a lot more than a piece away right now. But Josh Allen needs somebody to throw the ball to. You can't just have Dalton Kincaid and Shakir. So that could be a landing spot for him. Um, you know, we've heard this about players many times before that they're far away, and then all of a sudden the gap closes in a hurry. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Carlos, actually. Baltimore makes sense Baltimore there. would be a great place. Lamar Henry, would love him. Henry's going to go to Baltimore is my bet, too. I think he's going to go. I think if Baltimore gets Evans or Henry, I think they're in they're in a better position. I think Dallas is going to look Kansas at Derrick City. Henry. Yep. They're going to yep. make up. They need running backs. Yeah. Pollard's yeah. not coming back. Keaton yeah. Mitchell is going to take the whole year next year to recuperate. Ooh. So you're going to go in with Gus Edwards and Justice Hill as your running back uh, room? Well, I was talking about Dallas. Dallas could definitely, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, and yeah, go, so, go in there with Justice Hill and whoever else, and not J.K. Dobbins is there, right? You, know? you need you you blew the playoff game. Yep, you blew the playoff game. If you yep. would run the ball more, you beat Kansas City probably. Yep, they need hundred percent. They need to stop choking these chances away because Lamar's not getting any younger. Zay Flowers will not get any younger. Mark Andrews ain't getting any younger. No, stop choking these chances away. You need to do what's best, which is sign Derrick Henry. Or Mike Evans, or both, and find yeah. a way to get both in there. And you need to take a step forward to compete with Kansas City, and stop messing around with what you're doing in the game plans. That's yeah. that's my, you know, because they didn't run the ball at all against Kansas. It'll be City. interesting to see where we go. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about Mike Evans and uh, a couple other guys on Thursday's show. I don't yeah, want to keep our kids. Uh, we got the AL West, right? We got yeah, we got. Uh, uh, it is baseball season, folks. Pitchers Ooh. and catchers have reported. Uh, still, a couple big free agents haven't even signed to a team. But uh, you know, I it is time to get into our baseball season. And who knows baseball better than a guy who plays professionally, a guy who coaches professionally at a great community or great junior college. Uh, he's the boys are up and down. They're up and down. Uh, I was reading some tweets and some. He's got to steady the waters. He's going to steady the waters. You know what I mean? He's going to steady him right. But you know, it's first year there. First year. You know, they're going to they're going to turn it around. He's getting a feel for it. And hopefully someday they're the champions, just like the Texas Rangers, who hail from the American League West, the team, the the division that we're going to cover tonight. Uh, Give it up for another than our baseball coach, everybody's favorite hitting coach, Jonathan Grisham, baby. Yeah, and, and straight dedication for driving to BFE, Tennessee, to play a baseball game. <laughs> hey, Jim, uh, Jonathan, let me ask you something. Can You you could talk about other colleges, right? Yeah, I mean, I could talk about other colleges. I, just, I can't I watched talk LSU, about I watched, I watched your, your, uh, your LSU Tigers play today. Mm-hmm. Great start, and then they, offensively they did nothing. What What's your thoughts about the, the LSU Tigers this year and what they can do? Yeah, uh, LSU. They're right now. They're mixing and matching a lot of their lineup right now. Uh, and, and you know they're going to be giving guys what they do during uh, non-conference is kind of especially it's opening weekend. So these next two weeks, you're going to see guys kind of move around. I mean, game one uh, on uh, Friday, you know they had Tommy White batting third with uh, Jared Jones and Hayden Trubinsky batting fourth and fifth, and they moved White to batting second. 
Uh, they put Brady Neal at some point batting fourth. I think he was batting fourth today. They're just mixing and matching right now and giving guys a little bit of opportunities to kind of see what they have when, uh, for these next few weeks. Kind of, And I'll be honest, kind of what we're doing right now, you know, we're still in non-conference play. We've been playing for a few weeks longer than what LSU has so far, but we're still mixing and matching, trying to figure out what our what our best order is to get, to go to conference. LSU, they're going to be giving guys, especially you know when they start doing midweek games, uh, and then playing against you know the local colleges in Louisiana, they're going to give guys just chances here. To, hey, what, what do we have with you? What are you capable of? Can we trust you to when we go to conference play and be able to go play against the Alabamas and the Floridas and the ten, uh, in uh, Tennessee and uh, Mississippi State and Ole Miss? Can, you, can we trust you in those yeah. in those chances? You know, so for LSU, their offense is, and I know it, it's hard to say this when you lose a Dylan Cruz. Went, you know, won the Golden Spikes Award last year and was number two pick in the draft. And I mean, goodness gracious, again, we we talked about this the last, you know, how many times has a, as a program had the number one and the number two pick in the same year uh, yeah, on the same team? It's very rare to have, and they and they did, and they lose it, and they lost both. But when you lose a Dylan Cruz, I and I I'm looking at it this way, and they, you know, you, and it's not just Cruz. You lost a Gavin Duga. Uh, you lost a hand, you know handful of guys that were just veteran players for you. Uh, uh, K. Beloso was another one who was a big bat in that line in the lineup last year. How do you replicate? How do you remove those? Because again, those are veteran leaders on that group. And Trey Morgan was another one that you lose. How do you replace them? Well, in a way, I'll, I'll be honest with this. I think they're better this year than what they were in the national championship in 2023 because there is better depth. You have a little bit more balance in the lineup too right now. Because you have the power, you have power with Tommy Tommy Tanks, Tommy White. You have power with Jared Jones, who's a sophomore who got a lot of experience last year. Uh, early on, they've struggled during conference play, but he's going to be relied on as a big bat in that owner. And you still have the veteran, you know, Hayden Travinsky, who was um, who was given the the number eight jersey. Which, uh, for those who don't know, the number eight jersey is a is a symbol of veteran leadership in the baseball program. And it's a it's a huge honor to be given that number, and Hayden Javinsky uh, was given that uh, this year. So, and then you throw in some veteran uh, transfers in Mac Bingham and uh, and Braswell, uh, who are uh, who are very good ball players in, in this league. So I'm not worried. And again, because we saw they put 27 runs up on the board yes, uh, um, yesterday against yeah. against VMI, which VMI gave us some trouble on Friday and led an 11 to eight ball game, but you put up 27 runs against them. So. I, I, I'm not worried. It's, it seems going to grow, and that's what the beginning. It's every school's doing that right now too. They're going to grow and, and learn a little bit more about themselves these next few weeks once they go to conference play. I agree. Right. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, hey. Jonathan. Let's go ahead, and we're going to jump into the uh, uh, AL West. Um, let's start. I don't know how you want to do. We can start from we'll bottom start, to top. Start with no. Start with the champ. Start with the race. Okay. My system. This is my show. Starting with the Rangers. I'm well, the really good. I'm we, the god. <laughs> we, we can start with the Rangers. Uh the Rangers, the returning and defending champions. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they Bruce Bochy's returning. Gone is uh, you know, Montgomery. Uh the rotation looks like Imbaldi, John Jonathan Gray. Henny, uh, Dunning, Cody Bradford. Obviously, the Degrom and Max uh, Scherzer are hurt, uh, and they also recently signed Tyler Maul. Thoughts on the Rangers, and uh, we can just go down and then just kind of pick uh, which team we think is going to uh, finish where they're at. Rangers worry me right now 
because they're they're back to essentially I'll say this in a way following what the Mets did with the two older pitchers and I know Degrom is Degrom's younger than Scherzer but they're they're, they're looking at it and saying well we're going to get Scherzer and Degrom back at midseason at some point. How do you have confidence that the one they're going to be back to what we know them to be and to stay healthy again. And then, you know, that's a, that's a risk I think right now. And it shows that that's a belief because they're not, they're, they have not budged to sign Jordan Montgomery back. And they're, they're saying, well, Hey, Nathan Evaldi pitched lights out amazing. And I think Scott can answer this a little bit better than I can. Cause he saw Evaldi pitch in Boston, you know, for quite a, quite a while. Have we seen Nathan Avaldi have two back-to-back great seasons? No, I don't remember that being the case. So, are we expecting Nathan Avaldi to be a de facto ace again for this pitching staff and pitch no. like he did in 2023? If that's the case, that's a risk. You know, so you're looking at you know the Grommishers are midseason joining the uh, rejoining the team. You have Avaldi, Dane Dunning, Andrew Haney, and John Gray kind of being your two, three, four pitchers with a you know you know someone stepping up at some point with a Tyler Malley. Uh, maybe a, a young kid, uh, one of the young prospects, uh, Jack Leiter, or, and I keep blanking on the other <coughs> uh, in their system that's made appearances in the big leagues before. Uh, how are they going to structure the rotation right now? And, and are they confident that they're going to do well enough to keep up with the Houston Astros? That I don't know. So I'm 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 weary right now that the defending champs might be a one-hit wonder Pitching-wise, I know the offense is still going to be really good because you still have Adoles Garcia, you still have Corey Seager, you have Marcus Simeon, uh, you have you know uh, uh, Carter, Evan Carter's got another year and he's going to have another year of experience under his belt now. So I, I think the offense is still going to be really good, but that pitching staff right now scares me and worries me that this team is not going to be at the level that we saw them to be in 2023. I agree. There's a saying out there: beware of the career years, and a lot of guys on the Rangers had career years. Beware of the career year. The only difference between the the Mets last year and the Rangers this year is that the Rangers offensively are much, much better than what the Mets were, I I think. So I I tend to agree with Jonathan. I I really am struggling to find the Rangers winning this division. I really am. So, Yeah. Yeah. so where, where do you think the Rangers finish at, Jonathan? We'll just kind of go from there. Uh, they're the second; they'll, they'll be the second best team in this division. Uh, they'll still be; you know, um, they'll be ahead of Seattle. I, I don't think. I just I don't, I don't have confidence in what Seattle continues to do each and every year. They yeah. haven't added a piece that I, that excites me right now. Other than Luis Castilla trade a couple of years ago, they have not made moves that sit there and say, "Yeah, they're they're going to be a top dog." They're going to be a team that's going to challenge the Astros in this division. I, I don't really have a confidence in that. So right now, the Texas Rangers are the de facto number two team in this division. Scott, where do you got the Rangers finishing? I'm with John. I got him number two. And if if they sign Montgomery, I, I could put him at one. But right now, their they're holes in their pitching staff worry me a lot. So I got him. Bless you. Thank you. you. Sam, yeah. where do you got the Rangers finishing? I got the Rangers second as well. Uh, I, I I dare not go against the Jonathan Grishman. I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, this division to me is pretty predictable. I feel like I think we're all going to be right around where uh, we all think everybody's going to finish at. I'm right there with you. I got the Rangers uh, number two. Uh, I'm just going to go in the order of my phone here. 
Uh, Jonathan, thoughts on the Angels? Uh, because obviously no Shohei Otani at the top of this rotation or in this lineup. Uh, Trout did come out and say he doesn't is not asking to be traded, doesn't want to be traded, says that's the easy way out. Well, if, we know, understand that that's the easy way out, uh, Mike, but by God, we want to see you win. We want to see you in the playoffs. We want to see you have meaningful games, I don't know, in May at least, uh, because this team uh, is absolute dog shit mixed in with another dog shit team uh, in this division. Uh, I mean, their lineup is made up of guys I've never even heard of uh, outside of Mike Trout and uh, Brandon Jury. And then how about Anthony Rondon, too? Uh, Jonathan, I read a clip today. Uh, he said – I'm not baseball's not my number one priority. I view it as a nine to five job. Wow. <laughs> Your thoughts yeah. on the Rendon part is a guy who come back, taught himself how to pitch left fucking handed, and put his sweat, blood, and tears into baseball his whole life. <laughs> as far as pitching wise, you're thinking of Carlos Rodon. I said Anthony Rodon. Yeah, but you said Anthony pitching. Rendon. Oh yeah. Third baseman, sorry. Third baseman. <laughs> No, and, I'm, I'm, just saying, I'm saying you. I'm talking about you. Oh, okay, okay. I misunderstood. That's my. I'm I'll talking say about you I, come back from to taught yourself okay. how to pitch left handed because you love baseball, blood, sweat, and tears. You you know you taught that's yourself left handed. You, you played with broken backs, broken ribs. You did it all. You rode the bus. You from the grind up. It wasn't just a nine to five job to you. And here you got Mr. Anthony Rondon saying. You know what? This is just a fucking job to me. This ain't even that important. Ooh. Oh, we know. We've seen that from Anthony Rendon because he doesn't play. You know, he he, he doesn't play. He he takes as much time off, you know, on vac uh, with his injuries and whatnot. That he doesn't see the thing about it too. He made a comment about the season being too long. Like he's 162 games is too many games. <laughs> and Anthony, let me ask him real quick. He's Anthony, LeBron James of uh, baseball. Well, 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 my question is this: Is Anthony when have, when have we when have you ever played 162 games in a season? Ooh. I think he played one time when he had that big year in Washington and get no the huge contract yeah. to get that big think, contract he got. I don't think he played the whole. I don't think he played every game though. Did he play 140? Maybe is that what he played that year? Nah, I can look. I, mean, I, I don't. Let me see. I'm looking at it right now. He's played 153 games in 2014, 156, 156 games is the most he's played in 2016. Before, so the 2019 season, his yeah. career year, he played 146 yeah. games, 146, yeah. which is which is kind of what he wants to play in the first place. So, I mean, that's, that's it. But how do you complain that the season's too long? You play 162 games and you've played you played 52 games, 40, 58 games, 47 games, and 43 games. You haven't even played half a season in regards <laughs> to it yet. No. How do you complain the season's too long? You know, and you don't even make it to 100 games in the last four years. Uh, and 2020, uh, 2020 I mean, he missed 10 games in 2020 because we had the shortened season. Yep. We had, the, we had the, the shortened season of, the, of our COVID in 2020, and he, play, he missed 10 games during that year. So, uh, I mean, I, I, it's, it's, it, it, this, yeah, I, I don't take I, – I have no stock in what Anthony Rendon says because, again <laughs> – it's a matter of it's a matter of what you what have you done for me lately? We, we yeah. nobody even remembers 2019 for Anthony Rendon. It was that long ago. We don't remember that he was actually really good at baseball. We we don't. So I mean, yeah. he can make his comments to make himself relevant. He can make his comments to make it sound like he he does he hates this game. But I mean, if you're not even playing half a season, I can understand why you hate the game because you're not playing and you're not performing when you do play. Uh, in the last four years, I'll go real quick. You batted 286 in 2020. 
which again that was the, that was the full that was a shortened season of COVID. COVID yeah. 2021, 240, 229, and 236, and 21, 22, and 23. Um, yeah, I can understand why he hates baseball. I can understand because he doesn't play. So, so, all right, enough, enough, about, enough about Anthony Rendon on that one. Um, for the Angels, I'll say this as well. I, I'm sure the the Los Angeles – and I'll call them by their whole name because I know we keep forgetting this part. They're the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They have to be very grateful that they're in the same division as the Oakland A's. Because if they're not, they would be the worst team in this division. Uh, and now you take away the best player on the team is Shohei Otani, who just goes who goes on the other side of you know he drives an extra forty five minutes to go to the other side of the oh, city. It's LA traffic, Jonathan. That's like you know two hours, three hours. Right. Uh, you know. Well, okay, forty five minutes at like two in the morning, I guess probably. I mean, and I and I don't I've never been to LA, so I don't even know. I could be I could still be shorting it on that. But You're he's not missing much. I've been. There. He, he's going on the other side of the uh, the city. And now, <laughs> You're having to figure out a, a pitch, you know, a pitching staff to really put or to be, build competitive. You're hoping Tyler Anderson can, can be your number one, which he's not a number one pitcher. We've seen that throughout his career. He's not a number one guy. Patrick Sandoval can be a number two pitcher. He's not a number two pitcher. We've never he's, we've never seen him be a number two. Reed Detmers, Griffin Canning. I'm, I mean, I'm naming guys that. You hey, know, you know, in the words of uh, Major League, who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> the only one I think we know is Zach Plesac because he's the son of Dan Plesac. So, I mean, uh, you know, that's uh, that's the only way we actually know about him. I'm looking at the, you know, as far as uh, the rest of the lineup, you, you know, catcher-wise, Logan O'Hop, Matt Thass, uh, and Chad Wallach, first base, Nolan Sh- uh, Chanel, Brandon Drury. Drury's also at second base, Luis Renifo and Michael Rendon. And then you have your shortstop, Zach Nito. Uh, I mean, Kyra Paris. Who? who? Should they no. just do Mike Trout the favor and just trade him? He's I, I know he'll, probably, he'll probably reject it, I think. He's I know his stock is about as low as it can get, but, you know, like right now. But, Jesus, just trade him. Do him a favor. Well, I mean, my goodness, you – they've – what we said this before. What is the Angels' plan? What, what they are don't they plan? They don't have no, they one. Don't. They 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 went, they went all in at the deadline. They 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 were buyers. If we remember at the trade deadline in twenty twenty three, they were buyers and making moves to try to add pieces to this team. Yeah, yeah. And all we got was a seventy win team. Still, I mean, uh, you know, I, it doesn't make much sense what they were doing and, and they're, they're still doing right now. And and like I said, thank that you could you can thank. Uh, uh, you know that the A's are still in the AL West because we're talking about this team probably being a 60 win team or 60 plus 60 you know 60 plus win team, and that still probably won't be a last place team because of the Oakland A's. Yeah, the, so only, the only question with the Angels is over under 100 wins this year, 100 <laughs> losses rather. <laughs> over. Why might take the over? Oh, out. I would take the over too. I think. I mean that. What What are they like? John said, "What are they doing?" What are you doing? I mean, they're going to have the lowest attendance probably in Major League Baseball, or second lowest to the A's, and maybe Tampa Bay. I mean, they're not doing anything. They 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 basically sold off every every pot except Mike Trout that they have. Any talent is gone. So it's Mike Trout and who who. Wasn't the owner? He was trying to sell them for a while. I think they backtracked that now. I think he was before the Indian before they West. decided let's make a run. Let's make yeah. let's try to make a run and, and get in the playoffs. That's what he. That's what they did last year, and it failed miserably. So, all right. 
So Jonathan, you got them. Uh, I'm guessing finishing. What is it? Fourth, fifth, fourth. Yeah, they're finishing fourth. Like I said, I mean, Oakland is still Oakland. So yeah, they'll be the they'll they'll be a fourth place uh, team in this division. Scott. Yeah, but but my thing is, whoever wins the season series, <laughs> the Angels, could be the team that finishes fourth. I'm not sure who it's going to be, to be honest with you. So uh, right now, Angels are fourth for me. Sam? Fourth. Got to be. Yeah, they stink. They, yeah. Jonathan's right. Yeah. They, they're lucky they got the A's. It's um, over. It's over. It's I mean, over. I mean, I kind of asked, and we all chuckled, but, I mean, and you said, what's their plan? But I do think they should trade Mike Trout. Like, do him the favor. And I know Scott, Scott, he has a no trade clause, but if they trade him to a contender, you think he's waving that trade clause? Nah, that's the easy way out. Nah, get it, the hell out of town, Trout. It depends. I think he really wants to go to Philadelphia. I think he really he should have went there instead of signing that huge contract. I think so, too. And so, I think the only place he would go is to Philadelphia, to be honest. So the, question, so the question is, is what's, his, what's his value right now? And then also, what is, what's, what's his value? What does a team trading for uh, for Trout think his value is, and then also what the Angels think his value is, because that all has to match the, the you know the team and the, and the Angels are going to put a the premium price on Mike Trout still. Is a team yeah. at this point of, of Trout's career going to going to pay well, a premium price? No, I think his his I would say his stock is as low as it's going to get right now. But yeah, plus, the Angels don't see it that way though. The Angels don't see should. it that way because he, he's a, he. He's a he's their product right now. If you think about it, as far as just a product, he's their product, and they say we we're selling tickets because of Trout still. So if we're going to give up our premium product player, we have to get premium product back. So, I mean, that could be in their eyes, it could be three top prospects, and you know, two prospects to kind of mix in like a, a couple of double A guys that are just mid level guys. But we need we need at least three top prospects for Mike Trout, and, and who's going to give up that? I don't. I don't think many teams are going to sit there and say, "Well, at this point in Mike Trout's career, yeah, I'm willing to do that." Five years ago, seven years ago, hundred percent. Anybody would do it in a heartbeat. I'm sure. Yeah, nobody's okay. giving up their. their yeah. But, plus, John, let me ask you something. If you're a team that that is thinking about trading for him, do you, don't you have to take into account he's going to miss at least twenty to twenty five games every year? If I'm a team that for trading for Trout, I'm not putting him in the center field anymore. That that would be the best way to keep him healthy. Now, I he has, and I know he has the wrist injuries that he's been hit, you know, hand injuries. He's had broken hands because teams pitch in on him and everything. I mean, there's nothing, there's really nothing you can do about that. But the legs yeah. part, like he's having some leg issues here and there every now and then. You got to put him in left field. I think you put him in left field and, just, and you try to save his career that way and make him a DH every now and then. I don't, I won't say a full time DH yet, but if you put him in left field, which is the team going to be mad about putting Mike Trout in left field for them still? And she's still a good defensive player. Yeah. No, you're not going to be mad. He'll be arguably the best left fielder in baseball. And if he's a, if he's on a contender, do you think? And they say, you know, I'll, and I don't want to see this, but if he goes to Philadelphia, and Philly goes, hey, we want you in left field for us. We we like you know we like Brandon uh, Brandon uh, Marsh to play center field for us. His speed and everything. We want you to play left field for us. You think Trout's going to say no? Not happening. No, Trout's going to be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to play left field for you and then you know, and be able to go from there. So I, I think that's the only way a team can look at it and say, we'll trade for Trout, but he's not a center fielder anymore. We will not put him in center field. We're going to start to elongate, elongate his career to put him in the corner outfield spot and let him play left field where he doesn't have to run as much. It'll save his legs and probably add another three to five years on his career. I agree with that. 
I agree. I agree. All right, let's get into the next team. Uh, we got a team who is, you know, been to the World Series, ALCS, none other than uh, the Houston Astros. I mean, they pretty much running it back with uh, everybody that they had last year. Just a new uh, manager. Yeah. Yeah, just a new manager. Dusty Baker is gone. Uh, and they got one of the deepest lineups in all of baseball with, you know, uh, Diaz taken is taking over the starting catching spot. Um, you know, I mean, and then their lineup, Verlander, Valdez, Javier, uh, you know, th- those top three guys are, you know, if Verlander's going like he is, like he normally does. And, you know, he, Father Time is eventually going to catch up with him, though. Uh, Jonathan, thoughts on the Astros? I mean, they're gonna. We talked about them all last year. As far as like, when when is this team gonna turn it on? An experienced team. Are they an older team still? Yes, they're an older team. I know they, you know, they got a new new catcher, but then you know, in Yanier Diaz, who's a little bit younger than than Maldonado was, um, but you still have a little bit of an older team where you have you know a thirty three year old second baseman, you have a thirty six year old first baseman. Um, Bregman is, uh, is, you know, Bregman is about to be 30 years old himself. Pena is one of the younger guys on this team at shortstop. Uh, then you, you know, you go down the list from there. These, it's an older roster. Uh, and we kind of saw what older rosters do as the season goes on. And last year, they, they kind of sputter a little bit and they did sputter quite a bit in, in 2023. And they were able to still turn it on because that's what championship caliber teams do. They, they're figuring it, they figure it out. And 41, Verlander's 41. By by the way, I, I, right. wow. I'm not, I wasn't. I wasn't even talking about the pitching staff because you do have some older guys in the pitching staff. You know, with Verlander, like you said, he's 41 years old. Valdez is about to be 31. Uh, will be 31 later this year. He's 30 years old. Uh, Javier Christian Javier is a little bit younger. younger. He's, he's still in his 20s, but a little bit late 20s right now. McCullers is 31. Luis Garcia late 20s. Uh, Hunter Brown. Uh, and they're hurt right now. <laughs> they will be back till halfway through the season. McCullers right. and, and Garcia. Correct. So, I mean, you, you, you're looking at it as far as this team is a little bit older. Um, now, they did get a little bit better in certain areas like the bullpen. They were able to go and get Josh Hader. And now you basically have three closers. You can put you can move and match around. And Ryan Presley, Josh Hader, and Kendall Graveman has had opportunities of closing in his past in, in his career as well. So this, this team is going to be – I think they're gonna, we're going to see the Astros kind of have a slow start again. I think we're going to see them kind of sputter a little bit here and there. But championship caliber teams figure it out, and they mm-hmm. then they turn the light switch on when it matters. And I think we're going to see the same thing with this team. The, the division is weaker this year than it was last year. I think that's a, that's going to be a factor too. That's going to help the Astros be more competitive throughout the year. But we will see this team kind of have some moments of slipping, and there'll be up and down moments. And we have questions: Are should we be in panic mode for the Houston Astros? Which our answer should always still be because we saw it last year as well. No, we should not see any panic out of this team because they are just still a championship caliber team that's competitive. Now, the new manager side of things that does draw a little bit interesting, you know, aspect is Dusty Baker. As great as he, you know, Dusty Baker was great at his job as of keeping everything in line, keeping everything calm and relaxed, being being the the go to de facto, you know, Zen master if we want to go for this team, and he was able to kind of keep ride the ship to where they became a championship a championship team every year. How does Joe Espada be able to do the, the job for this team? That's a big question. I think that's more of a question mark than the roster itself, is how does Joe Espada do the job that is necessary with a championship-caliber team? If he can just keep things going and let the players be able to you know, be able to play, 
I think all's right in the world in Houston. But if he kind of usurps some things and there's some thing, there's some slip ups here and there by by him, we could see we could see some nervousness about that in in, in Houston, not just from players about the manager, but the front office at some point too. Maybe. maybe. Where you got the Rangers or the Astros finishing? The Astros are the best team in this division. They're, the, they're going to be they're, they're, they will win the division in the American League West. Scott, yeah, they're the best team in the West, so number one. Sam, Uno, yeah, we're in agreement here. I think they are the best team. Uh, it would take the Rangers. I think the Rangers, if they could add a piece or if they bring back Montgomery, could catch them. Uh, you know, or, you know, especially if somebody like if Verlander, if Father Time finally catches up with Verlander, uh, they could be in some trouble, especially early in the half of the year with without McCullers and them. But I like the Astros to find, find some way to somehow to get it done here in the, to win the AL, AL West uh, another time. But their window's got to be closing, right, Jonathan? The Astros, like their, their window's got to be closing soon. Yeah, because I, I think we're seeing at moments, too, as, as the roster gets older, when, when are we going to start seeing some younger guys uh, step up a little bit more? Are they going to get the opportunity to do so? Uh, they're, they're, they're still building this older roster. Altuve just got an extension just now. So a 30, a 33, going to be 34-year-old, will, you know, is going is to be manning second base for the next five years. I think that's what it was. It was a five-year extension, I believe. So by the time he's, you know, in his late 30s, he'll still be playing second base, maybe some DH for him at some point. If that's the case, too, as you get an older roster from other pieces, other parts, uh, what happens to guys like Jordan Alvarez? What happens to Jose Abreu as well? Because Abreu, again, Abreu is, uh, was he 37? I believe 37 years old. Yeah. Uh, 36 yeah. to 37, yeah. 36 yeah. 37 years old. So, again, he's on the older side of things. And we saw what he looked like. Um, you know, at times as a as a hitter last year, it was a big step back for him. Alvarez uh, is a little bit younger. He's, he's still a bit younger. He's in his 20s still. So, but as he gets older these next few years, you're, you're going to be able to DH him. Are you going to be able to DH Jose Abreu at times? and be able to keep Altuve healthy by DHing him? There's a lot of questions as far as on that side of how long the how long this window is because I have yet to see any prospect. I know Jeremy Pena was the latest one or the one that got called up when Correa left. And we had our moments of seeing Jeremy Pena play really well, but he did not play really well in 2023. There was a lot of question marks about how stable can he be as the team shortstop and as a future shortstop as well. So if that's what they're kind of looking at in their prospects, and are they really engaging a lot of their prospects to prepare for them to be the future? I don't know about that. If that's the case, yeah, this window is not going to be open for very long for the Astros. And maybe one of the teams that can catch them is uh, this young team up in Seattle. A couple years ago, they made the playoffs last year. They're just up and down uh, a lot, and that's the Seattle Mariners. I mean, they're led by, you know, their star player, Julio Rodriguez. Uh, they went out and added some nice pieces. Their pitching rotation, uh, I was just reading, they, these their five starters uh, nearly made every start from June to the end of last year. Uh, you know, so that's kind of a strength that they can pull from, you know, including Luis Castillo, who is, the, you know, top of the rotation there. Thoughts on the Mariners, Jonathan? Mariners intrigue me because, again, like it's just one of those things like where where are they going? We talk about plan for the Angels. What is the plan for the Mariners? You made a move to bring in Luis Castillo at a, at a trade deadline and you made a, and you made a postseason run. Uh, and make a wild card. And I said with you guys, and, I, and as far as the baseball show with, with Alan and Scott, 
when they made that move, when you make a move like that, the future is playoffs and not just making a wild card playoff. It is to challenge for the division. And I think they took a step back last year. They, they weren't as far as for that part of, they were not a contender. They, they were contending for a while and they fell back when they didn't make moves that were necessary to better the roster. And, and you kind of do the same thing again this year where they made moves that did not fully better the roster. You did add Jorge Polanco, but Jorge Polanco is a thirty-year-old uh, is a thirty-year-old second baseman who hasn't been in a, oh, hasn't been to an All Star game. He we, we talking about, he was an All Star just a handful of years ago, but he has not had the same trajectory that we expected him to be. Uh, you know, at this point from that from that All Star appearance to where we are today, he's kind of tailored off a little bit. So, are you getting someone who's going to be able to you know find that that go to part of his career to help and, and to help provide help for JP Crawford and Julio Rodriguez. I don't know. I'm, I, at the moment, I'm not necessarily confident in that. You did move on from uh, Teoscar Hernandez and you brought Mitch Haneker back, which I, I kind of like the Mitch Haneker move. <coughs> you know what he can do in Seattle. He wasn't comfortable in San Francisco. Some guys just aren't as far as like when they leave, they have to go back to where they started. And I think Mitch Haneker is that. But we know Henniger is limited on what he provides number-wise outside of the home run numbers. So what are you getting to benefit the lineup that way? They 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 did not make the moves that was necessary to to really challenge the Astros and Rangers in this division. They're still a good team, and if Julio Rodriguez can get on gets off to a hot start, yeah, they're going to be competitive. I just don't feel they there's enough firepower in this team to challenge the Rangers and the Astros. For the division crown, are they good enough to make a wild card appearance? Yes, I, I believe they are. But to challenge for the world for the American League West uh, division title, no, I don't see this team being good enough to do so, and that's why I have them as the third best team in this division. Bless you, Sam. Thank you. You got them third, Scott. What about you? What are we? What do you want uh, about the Mariners? Yeah, they're third. I'm I'm really worried about the the lineup. I, I don't think the lineup is good enough to compete with the Astros and the Rangers. So I'm, I'm going to say the third. And the, the stat that you pull up about their pitching staff, it surely means there's going to be an injury at some point early in the season with them. So, Sam, number three. Ain't nothing wrong with bronze, baby. <laughs> and there is something wrong with this last team. And that's another than the uh, Oakland Las Vegas A. A no team. They might be the worst team in baseball. Uh, Nate Scott I mean, shut his camera off. They were so bad. I mean, yeah. I can't even. I don't. I am looking at their lineup. I couldn't tell. I don't know one single fucking player. Um, <laughs> I've never heard of Ryan Noda, Zach Geloff, Brent Rudker, Seth Brown. Shay Langoliers is their catcher. What? what? JJ Bleeding. What? <laughs> Jordan Diaz. Nick Allen. John fell asleep on this. Lawrence Butler. Their pitching staff has consisted of Paul Blackburn, JP Spears, Ross, Stri Ross Stripling is the only guy I know. I feel like I, he played somewhere. I, I, Alex Wood and Joe Boyle. Um, I mean, Jesus. Jonathan, it's the worst team in baseball. The worst team in baseball the last four years. I mean, what's changed? What, 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 the fact that they're doing well, it on their purpose? Name's change, the city they play in, I guess, might change in a couple years. I mean, it was just the sheer fact that we said that I said this with you guys last year. The, the, only, the only thing about it is they're doing this on purpose. 
you know, they're, they're building a, a, a horrible team to be as uncompetitive as you can be on purpose. They could pay. They could pay the four of us. We can go play for them. We'll probably play a little cheaper yeah, I, than with, with their guy. I, I got a resume to go be a manager for this team, or at least you know be you know a, a, co- a hitting coach. I, I'm sure I could probably do the job for them just as well as what they've got going. Um, I mean, I say this. Okay, so I'm looking at their roster. I know you went over some of the roster and everything like that. I went over their lineup. That that's a projected start lineup for day it's one. Now that, that can obviously change. <laughs> And I'll say that Shay Langoliers, because he was a former Brave, he was part of the uh he was part of the Matt uh Matt Olson trade. Um uh, or actually the uh Sean Murphy trade, I believe is what it was. One of the two trades I think uh he was part of that and we we again Brace fans love the A's because we got you know Sean Murphy and Matt Olson from them and we were to, to rob them blind with it. But Shay Langoliers he's a he's a good defensive catcher that he struggled. Mind. He struggled at times with his hitting. Their whole and he's had moments this day. Last year in twenty twenty three, Shea Langleyers had moments where he was actually proving to be a big league catcher. Now, that all that means to me is in two years he'll be traded away because again, the A's don't want big league players. So um, <laughs> they don't want triple A players. I think they're trying to go for double A players and maybe single A players, Jonathan. Maybe. I mean, again, you have some good players. Isturi Ruiz is a really good player. He had moments he, like there was moments where you kind of look at him and scratch your head, like, really, you did that? But he had moments where, like, wow, you, you know, Ruiz is really good. Uh, you, you have uh, Aldemus Diaz is another good ball player at times that he's he's shown throughout his career that he can play the game. The pitching staff is it's actually I'm looking at it, it's not as bad as you would think. Where you have some guys that are trying to rediscover themselves in their career. Alex Wood, we've seen Alex Wood pitch really well for the Dodgers. He's pitched well for, right. the, uh, for the Giants as well. Um, then you have some young pitchers, Kyle uh, Kyle Muller from again another one that the Braves traded away that I uh, that I I personally liked in Atlanta. Uh, I was expecting him to actually do a little bit more. He didn't. He got traded. Uh, you know, so it's it's one of those things where he just he didn't impress the the team, the Braves, as enough because you had younger guys that were impressing, as we see with uh, Darius Vines and and uh, and uh, Bryce Elder kind of passed him up in the uh, in you know using Elder more that passed up Kyle Muller and made him more expendable and part of the trade uh, piece. Uh, bullpen wise, kind of same thing. You have some decent arms in this uh, bullpen uh, that are out there again that you may just not know uh, anything about them just because they play for the A's and nobody talks about the A's except what they're doing off the field. Uh, but th- for for a team that again is purposely put together to lose, you have something here. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be optimistic, you know, for for Oakland fans and and those who just are still die hard wanting to cheer for this team regardless of the situation that's being put out there and i and i i i applaud you fans i i have sympathy for you fans that this has happened to you uh you know for your team but you do have you do have something at one time they were a proud organization in the 80s and even in the night you know mid to you know yeah go to the 2000s teams that were just you sat there and like how are you winning the money ball teams how are you winning you're not Mary Vito Mark Mulder Tim Hudson Eric Chavez Jermaine Dye I mean we go down a list too about that they had some really good players on this team yeah Giambi so yeah yeah that dude was a monster I mean and this is what we've seen with this franchise. And again, all it was is it all, I'll go. I'll go to. We'll address the elephant in the room. It's greed. It was greed by the owner to get what he wanted. Screw other people. Screw other teams in the city. All to get what he wanted. He didn't want to be in Oakland. 
He wanted to go. Yeah. He wanted the shiny new toy of Vegas with a new stadium that he could. He thought that he thought, and we're we're learning more and more, and I'm loving every bit of it. That the Vegas, that you know, Las Vegas mayor and the state of Nevada is basically saying, "You are not coming here." We we've dealt with the you know, Vegas. You know, like we dealt with the mob for you know 60, 70 years. You think you're going to come down and shake us down with this? Absolutely not. Yeah, she said, "Take your shit back to Oakland and figure out a new deal." That's essentially what they. That's essentially what the mayor told them. Yeah. You can go back to Oakland. Go back to Oakland. You're not coming here and getting and thinking that you're gonna you're gonna just shake us down and get what you want and 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 run laugh laugh all the way to the bank. That's not happening. If that's the case, go back to Oakland. He they literally said that, and I love it. I, that, hell, put that put that man in the uh, in the presidential race if we can. Uh, that's amazing. That was a, it's just a she. She's a she. Oh, even be- okay. For those who are progressive, then even better. For those who are progressive. Oh man, we're crossing lines. I'm sorry, we're crossing some lines now on that. Um, <laughs> but I mean, but, but at the same time, though, like, greed is what's ruined this fran- this proud franchise. Again, you can go back the Philadelphia A's, you know, and what they meant to baseball history, what they've done in Oakland. Again, they won a World Series title back in the '80s. Again, this was a proud franchise that has just sunk below the Titanic because of what what he wants out of it. And that's the shiny new toy stadium in Las Vegas. I, I hate it for them, but at the same time, we got to talk about the baseball side. Over I, under uh, 55 wins for this team. Considering that they won 50, they, they won 50 games last year. Give me the I, I, again. I'll be optimistic. It might be just by one or two games. Give me the over. They'll win fifty-seven. Don't, don't forget. Don't forget. Their division's a little weaker, so they might pick up a few wins more than they did last year. And the and the American League overall as a whole is not really strong. You get the yeah, Yankees. You're taking you the over Warriors. under fifty-five and a half. I'll, I'll give me fifty-seven. I'll take the over. Give me they win fifty-seven games. Yeah, I'll take just, the over too. Just, just, <laughs> I, I just again, I, I hate I'm this for the, the players. I hate this for the players. It's not the players' fault what was going on, and I hate this for the fans. It's not their fault. I do too. Yeah, I do too. I you hate know, it for so the fans. I, I'll too. be. I, I'll be. Like I said, I, I was going. I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic in this in this rant for the Oakland A's uh, franchise outside of the owner. I'll be optimistic they went through these seven games, and I'm, I don't feel good saying. I still don't feel good saying that either. No, I don't either. I don't either. Yeah. We're on agreement. They're the worst team in the American League, though. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes, because and I think, because I think Kansas City is going to be better too. And Kansas City is one of the other. I will give you a dark horse team to be the worst, is it, and that's the Red Sox. Nah, oh. they, 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 the A's will be better, worse than. The White Sox, but yeah, the White Sox too. Let me ask you, Jonathan, uh, real quick before we get you out of here. Uh, I saw you posted about the boys uh, blowing the big lead. Talk to us about that uh, and what, what we got going on this week. Yeah, it was uh, it was a heartbreaking game. Uh, we played Friday uh, Friday afternoon, uh, the number six team in the country, Iowa Central. Uh, you said you you knew about the program. We've done a lot of research, a lot of uh, yep. a lot of scouting on them, and, and we and I'll say this. What made me proud is that you know when you have a chance to make some noise and really scare a team that's that is pay on paper better than you, and they took us for granted. I'll say this: they, that, that Iowa Central team took us for granted. 
They didn't throw their number one guys. They didn't throw the number one or number two guys against us. They threw their number three guy at us. And we outplayed them. And we were able to show them, kind of shocked them, and we had them scared for a little bit. What we need to do, and what I tell teams that I've coached with, and I've had conversations individually with players, I've said this at times, and I, you know, I'll say this, it, it, as, as the overall weekend <laughs> did not go great for us, um, you know, we, we were able to win. We got one win over the weekend. We had we battled in some cases. At some point, maturity at, at, at these kids, again, these are 18, 19, some are 20-year-olds. We have a couple of 20-year-olds that are still in, in, in JUCO baseball, but these are 18, 19-year-old kids. They're not. They're not men, I, and, and we're trying to we're trying to turn them into men as they go into their next chapter of baseball, and then obviously the the real world when they leave college. But they're still kids, so we're trying to tell them. What I tell these kids is that they have to mature. You have to grow up a little bit. And the number one thing about it, when it comes to growing up, and 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 not just in baseball, but we can all attest as you know as, as adults, we have to be able to not be afraid. Of the outcomes that are uh, uh, that are in front of us, regardless if they're in our favor or are they against us, adversity makes you stronger. It does not make you weaker. You do not shy away from adversity. And we have kids right now that, and this is a generational thing. I'll put that more. And not just saying that it's, it's it's these kids that I coach. Generational <coughs> thing that these kids that you know that are 18, 18, 19, and then also the younger younger kids, they're not. They're told you should never feel adversity. I have one of my athletes from Fort Worth. I'll tell you this real quick as a side note. One of my athletes from Fort Worth, she's coming here. Uh, she's got a scholarship to come play here at Richmond on the softball program. And I, she was talking to me and kind of just keeping me updated on how she's doing in her, her senior year of high school. And all she said was, I just want to be, I, I just want to succeed. I just want to be successful. My question to her was, is how do you learn if you're only, if you're only successful? How do you learn? From, from mistakes? If you don't face mistakes, if you don't have adversity, how do you grow from that? You can't. And a lot of these kids, they're, they're facing adversity for the very first time. And guess what? Mommy and daddy are not here to hold your hand in the process. And our jobs as coaches are not to hold you about, hold your hand. Our job is to hold you accountable. Yes. That's the difference right yeah. now. So, right, so today, I'll give you an example. I'll go for a step further. So, again, we had a, a rough weekend. We, we played well. We just didn't – we weren't mature enough to finish those games that we had opportunities to do. And then yesterday, the wheels kind of fell off on us, and we packed it in and lost two games pretty bad to us. So we go to today practice. We had a lighter practice kind of because we we play tomorrow. We, we so play five games to rough, you know, rough schedule to have five games in three days, have one day in between, and then you play another game uh, the next day on on, uh, on Tuesday. So six games in a in a five day stretch, very tough to deal with. But we had a lighter practice, and you could tell they knew it was a lighter practice. No, that that's that's not the case. If we're having a light practice, guess what? You still practice like it's supposed to be. You yeah. still yeah. practice like you're getting ready for a game because we are getting ready for a game. There was a, and I'll say, uh, there's a reason my body broke down because all I knew was zero to 100. There was never 70, uh, 70%. There was never an 80%. There was never even a 99%. It was 100% every time I do. And even today as a coach, the, the kids laugh. I'll say, this, the kids laughed at me quite a bit because we're at the hotel. I'm in the gym still. I, I was able to get into the gym, it had only dumbbells, and I still worked out for an hour and a half in the hotel till 1130 at night. And then guess what? The next morning, I got up at 5 o'clock and was in the gym again. <coughs> and they laughed. Well, why are you doing that? Because that's all I know. That's all I know how to be and all I know how to do. And, and for is me it, personally, to, to be – Your opponent's putting in the work. You know what I mean? Like why? That's what I right. tell my son all the yeah. time. I said, while your ass is sitting on here playing video games, that, that somebody out there getting better than you. 
Well, what I, I was told, it I, that Nick Saban's quote, right? You can either invest your time or spend your time. Yeah, well, it's, it's exactly what I said when I coached. You know, it goes along the same lines, Jonathan, is during the season, is in the offseason. If you want to sit around and do nothing, somebody is going to pass you by. I, and that's what I, I, I said. Told the them, kids I told them, you know, when I played in college and in pro ball, we played, we had games. We, we, you know, we didn't have lights in my college, so we played more noon and 2 p.m. games. We had to be at the ball field at eight in the morning, just like these guys do. We have a you know noon ball game. We're having them be here around eight thirty. You know, uh, eight thirty to start stretching, and then at nine o'clock, get ready for batting practice at nine forty. We had to be at the field at eight o'clock. I told them. So, what time do you think I was up? Well, you're probably at seven o'clock. There we go. You're, you're, they're like you're you're probably up at seven o'clock to be at the field for eight. I go no. I was up at five five thirty, yeah. and I'm in the gym. Yeah, at, I'm in the gym at six six thirty. You worked out before games. I'm like that was that's I had to. Yeah. That's all I, 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 that was why and I got the question. Why? I was like, why do you think the, you think big leaguers don't work out in the days that they have games? They play every day. So when do you, if you play every day, when do you work out? You had to play you had to work out every day. My mind was, I want to be a professional baseball player while I was in college. I needed to get my mindset to be ready for that. I needed to be able to do everything I could to have the professional baseball mindset. That was what it goes. Guess what? When we have a game, it does not mean I don't work out. I'm putting 225 on the board. I'm repping it eight times, four sets. I go to the bench press. I go to the bicep. I do triceps. I did everything I could that I needed to do. That was that, that was my scheduled day. So if I had leg day, guess what I'm doing legs. If I had arm day, I'm still doing arms. I'm tailoring something to make sure I'm ready to go for the game. But I'm but I'm still working my ass off because that was what professional baseball players do. And in college, I had my mind to be that. So as a, as today, as a coach, it's no different for me. I'm telling them I'm still competing. As a coach, and me with my body being what it is, if I don't work out, I can't do the things that I do with you guys. I can't hit you guys fungo. I can't throw you guys batting practice. I can't explain drills. I can't. I'm not a. I'm, I can't just talk drills. I could. I mean, I, I can't explain a drill in words. But guess what? I'm the kind of guy that wants to break it down and show you how to do it, guy. Yeah. You know. So if I can't, if I don't work out and train still as a 33 year old, going to be 34 here in a few months. If I don't work out and train myself, I can't do it. By the yep. way, at the same time, I'm training this too. I'm still working this in the gym. I'm still making sure that I'm I'm, I'm attainable here as much as I am physically. They don't get that, and it's not just the boys; it's the generation at forward. And, and the, you know, and we're we're tailoring the softness of this generation because that's part of it. Though you have to work to achieve the goals that you have, it's never going to be given to you. And, and, and that's what I tell them, you know, that they ask my story. Some of them, some of them have asked my story and they look at me like, I'm crazy. Like you went through that. Yes, guys, I went through that. That was, that was what I had to, I, I, I felt adversity at 14 years old. I mean, and then I, and, and at that point, I, I, all I knew, all I said, not to feel sorry for myself. All I knew was adversity. It just made the it, it made the reaching the goals and made achieving my goals that much better when I when I got to it. Amen, amen to that. Here, uh, here. Jonathan, uh, we best appreciate you and uh, best of luck to you to you and the boys tomorrow and turn that son of a bitch around and start winning some yeah. games, brother. Absolutely, yeah. I don't know I, all, all that random things. Like I said we're going to Bossier Parish. We're going to be in Shreveport, Louisiana. I'm going to be in my home state. So good, uh, be in my home state, and then I get to coach college baseball in my home state for the first time. And then we finally get a home series. We're back at home this weekend too, so that'll be great. Uh, to kind of get some uh, home cooking, hopefully this weekend. So we kind of get a little bit of uh, you know last day of a road trip, and then 
uh, back at home next week or this weekend and also get some home games next week. So, uh, yeah, we should be. We, hopefully, I got some good news for you guys. Hopefully, uh, by on Monday next week that we we have a lot of better, uh, more successful week this weekend. And next Monday we'll cover the uh, NL West. So we'll see you then, Jonathan. Appreciate you, brother. Best of luck to you and the and the boys. See you, coach. As always, guys, I appreciate it. Take care. Give it up for everybody's favorite baseball coach, Jonathan Grisham. Everybody. All right, boys. Let's go ahead and we'll get our uh, final thoughts and we'll get out of here. Sam, uh, final thoughts before you pass out. <laughs> the Benadryl has come to take me away. Uh, take me I, away. Take me away. away. To a special place. Special place. Uh, the <laughs> I got a full of sunshine. <laughs> yeah, this, this is going to be the end of this, the show now. Uh, so, I don't. I really liked what he just said, by the way. That's 100% true. That's a hundred percent true. Um, if you really want to go for it, you have to go for it. A uh, couple of things: uh, Fanboys Unleashed will be live Friday uh, at eight PM Central, where we'll discuss no Tannehill, no Henry, no uh, Al Shire, and no Sean Murphy bunting. And people are going, "Why? Why? Too many of my brethren. Why? Why is this? Ha- why wouldn't they read? Because it's it's over. It's over." It's a whole philosophy change. We're going to talk about that. That's over. Let it go. And Spears catches the ball better. But what do I know? Anyway, so we'll be talking about that Friday, uh, this show Thursday, and uh, on the mat on Tuesday to recap this Raw and last week's SmackDown. Should be fun. Scott, any final thoughts? Yeah, I'm cold. No. Um, Alex, yeah, I agree so I love what Jonathan said. The the, the one thing that I always said when I when I was coaching to kids was you're never given <laughs> anything. You have to go out and work for it. And that, that goes into the adulthood too. You have to go out and if you want to be the best at what you do, you gotta go work for it. You can't it's not given to you. So, you know, reap reap the rewards of, of your hard work and just go out and, and do what you need to do to get what you want. It's not going to be given to you. You can't sit down on a silver platter. You know, a lot of a lot of the people out in the workforce now are I call the video game and the uh in the tweet, the Twitter uh, world, which is you yeah. sit at home, you want to get paid, you want to make money by sitting on your phone or on your computer and t- tweeting. It doesn't work that way. You have to nope. go out and earn what you get. Yes. So just remember that in life. Go out and work hard to get what you want. You know, I coached for 30 years of high school basketball. I didn't just sit there and jobs were handed to me. I had to go out and interview and work hard to get them. So you got to do what you got to do. It's life that's in right. general, too. You you, yeah. you get what you put into it. That's exactly. Right. You don't get anything. Exactly. Into it. That's Nothing happens for you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, that concludes tonight's program. Uh, I don't have any final thoughts. Um, what? That concludes the proceedings for tonight. Please, yeah. uh, please, please do check out, out uh, the Bodkin Show last night with the lovely Nikki Gist. Uh, we talked a lot of great things, New York Giants. Uh, I'm listening the, to it tomorrow. I'm pretty psyched about it, to be honest lot, with you. Lots of great things. Oh, my God. Look uh, at Alan's last comment. Oh, my God. Oh, my Get God. Get the power tools out of his hand. Yeah, yeah. What is wrong with you, young man? What what the hell is wrong Uh, with you? Other than that, we'll be back Thursday. A whole new show. 
8 o'clock Central, 9 Eastern uh, for another great episode of Let's Talk Sports Show. So we'll talk all things sports. Got to figure out a good power ranking for uh, uh, Thursday night. Sam, that's your homework. All right. Oh, boy. Uh, not my Pokemon. <laughs> No, favorite NBA All-Star game. Top so. 10 NBA All-Star games. Yeah. Uh, be a friend, tell friend, folks. Like, subscribe, share. See you on Thursday. Sam, hit that outro. Full of sunshine. Woo-hoo. Thanks so much for joining us. And until next time, let's talk sports, friends.